millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's been one week since Promania 500. Wow. And now it's back again. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I didn't know that's what you were going to do. I just that wanted... really startled me. I liked it. Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, it's a, another episode. We're here. Of the Husband and Wife Podcast. Yep. Where two may enter and only one may leave. What happened? And they are named the Lore Master. <laughs> lore Master, Lore Master. I mean, that's the least graphic version of that you've done. So that's yeah. nice. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good idea. You didn't talk about like doing some gross stuff with the lore. So yeah. That's cool. Lore Blaster? No. Lore Blaster. Oh my God. Because it's Master Blaster. I went to a strip club in Texas once called Master Blaster. Really? It was a mail review. Oh, okay. It was, I think it was called, yeah, Master Blaster. In Texas. Yeah, I think I was in, living in Dallas at the time. That's from Mad Max. I'm pretty Master sure. Blaster Dome. That, that's the bad guy from Beyond Thunderdome and Mad, was, Mad Max. Uh, it was a, a male review strip club near a Holiday Inn. That's all I remember. And they had like thongs that were like fringy. Okay. Um, and you were in tech, you, <laughs> East or West Texas? In Dallas. Where's Dallas on a map? Oh, I don't know. I remember. It's been a while since I've looked at a map. It's been a while map. since I was in Texas. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so that's the only... Th I think, yeah, it was definitely called Master Blaster. Okay. My memory's real fuzzy from back then, but I feel like that definitely happened. Well, this isn't the type of lore that we usually blast into each other's faces. <laughs> there we go. Back on track. But <laughs> this is the type of conversation that we usually have. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, well, first time, long time. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
remember to smile. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, another week. Yeah. Another episode. Here we are. A lot of people really enjoyed the last episode. Yeah, because it was petty and spiteful. Yeah. And I loved it. I know. A lot of people really messaged how much they loved the, uh, <laughs> the Stuart Semple, Anish Kapoor episode. And... Also, okay. quite a few people sent us some letters into our P.O. box. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Thank you for all the stickers and the letters and all the fun notes. Yeah. It's I been, liked it. It was really cool. And I got to actually go to the P.O. box while my dad was in the car. Okay. And then when I came out and he saw, I was like, come out out of the P.O. box with like a bunch of letters. Yeah. He's like, what are those? I'm like, they're from fans. He's like, you have fans send you stuff? I was like, yeah, it's cool. And he's like, this is like real, huh? And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, old man. Oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of real. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But anyway, I just want to thank you to everybody for that. That was really cool. Yeah. And uh, we do have an announcement about the Helium show. Okay, yep. Yeah, the big show, mm-hmm. September 23rd. The early show. The early we're show. Because we're very old. And we've been talking <laughs> for a while about what time the show was starting. Yep. But the club actually reached out to me mm-hmm. to tell me two things. Number one, we've almost completely sold the show out. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Let's go. So if you're in Philadelphia area around September 23rd, it's a Saturday. If you see the tickets are still available, but That's we're getting right. close to selling out. Because we do things on Saturdays, now, not Sundays like Psychos. Now, the other thing they did mention yeah. is that there was a scheduling issue. It wasn't us. It was not us. We didn't do it. The show, and if you already bought tickets, you should have been notified about this. The show is now going to start at 3.30 p.m. Even earlier. Instead of 4.30 p.m. I'm going to be so in bed. Yeah. Before the sun even goes down. Honestly, y'all, you're going to be heading home before rush hour. Before traffic. <laughs> before traffic. Oh, we're going to be traffic. We're yeah. going to be in our beds. Yeah. We're going to have a little bowl of ice cream when we get in the house. Yeah. After we put on our soft pants. So I just wanted to give everybody a heads up about that because uh, we yeah. reached out to them very recently. There's only about, I want to say about 40 tickets I left. I think everybody does that now, right? Like most pandemic is like as soon as you walk in the door, you just like, or just rip off your clothes and put on your soft clothes. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I do now. Yeah. You have to I, but I feel like clothes. that's more just an age thing for me. Oh. I get home and I'm immediately like, these pants are too hard and I rip <laughs> them off. Pants are too hard. I'm just like immediately gym shorts. No, I think for me it was the pandemic where the I was pandemic. just like, in soft clothes Wait, here's all the, the thing. time? Here's the thing, though. You need to take on, in one thing into account. What's that? You turned 35 at the same time the pandemic hit. Oh. I feel like that could be a pandemic That's thing. A Venn diagram. But that could also be <laughs> a 35 <laughs> plus thing. <laughs> Where I was just like, these pants are too hard. I mean, I'm done. There's a reason why analytics and rating systems and all those things mm-hmm. are an 18 to 35 box. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now you're, see where you're not is. smizing at me anymore. Wow. You're not smiling with your mm-hmm. eyes. And who taught you about smizing? You did. That's right. Yeah, you said that I made you smize too much, which is why you have those crow's feet. Okay, so oh, let's bring God. up... I hope there's an ad for Juvederm, because we're going to need Juvederm money. Yes, speaking of ads, <laughs> to the listeners, you may have noticed over the last couple episodes, we have started actually having uh, advertisements on here. They are through our podcast hosts and all that other stuff. If you do not like ads... You can join our Patreon. $3 to join the Hey Huntier. Yeah. $5 to join the team leads. And starting this week, there will be a new poll up for me for right. future podcast topics. Hell yeah. Uh, with that, we do have people who have already sponsored who want to get their shout out. So let's shout them out, babes. Let's hit that, that music. Hey, huh? Let's meet our team leaders. That's right. We have 19. New Hey Huns and team leads this week. Oh, I see some pretty long ones. I'm pretty excited. There's some about pretty this. long ones and there's some pretty good names. Yeah. Uh, everyone's already reached out to us. So the first one mm-hmm. on the list. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Show me your hams. Fuck yeah. Hey, hon. I wish we had a ham button. Can we get a ham button? Member from 30 Rock? Oh, which is like. Ham. Oh, hey, you got to do like. This. 
Ham. Yeah, ham. Ham. Uh, show me your hams. Uh, after that, we have a shiny whooper. What's a whooper? I don't know, but I kept wanting hey, to say. Hun. I kept wanting to say whopper. It's not. It's, it's not. It says whooper. Shiny whooper. Hey, hum. After that, we have Halon. Halon. What's in there? It's like it's Halon. Hey, hun. Yeah. Like, Halon. Okay. Wow. There's a paragraph in front of you. Yes. Uh, this is a very long one. I like it. And I do like that people have begun to bully. Yeah. Us. Perfect. Through now, usually they bully me. <laughs> yeah. This is not me being bullied. Oh, is that you? This it's is me? you being bullied. Oh no. If we're bullying Mrs. P to read books, please read Murderbot Diaries. I'll mail you my copy. Oh, shit. Murderbot Diaries. Yeah. All right, let's look it up. Yeah, you should look that one up. Um, hey, hon. Let me, I'm Googling yeah, hey, it right hun. now. Yeah, Murderbot it's Diaries. It's the first thing that came up on my, as soon as I put it in. Yeah? It knows. What's the uh, What's the subtext on this? What, what's the back, back jacket say? There seems to be say? more than one of them. Okay, so it's a series. It looks like it might be a series. What's book one? Seven book series. Seven books? Seven oh, books. I don't Listen know. Listen to me, though. It looks like it, written by uh, Martha Wells. Okay. You know, I love a lady writer. Let me see this. I want, let me judge this book by its cover. Let me see its no, cover. you're not allowed to judge it. Let me judge the book by its cover. Let me see its hold cover. Hold on, there's just so many books by this author. I have to go through them. Okay, but what's book one? Okay, hold on. i show you. Right this now. is taking too long. This is not my fault. Okay, let me see. What doesn't, I expected Murderbot to be more fun. Okay, well, I don't think when you see a Murderbot coming, it's going to be fun. Cut to me the talking about those diaries. dogs, robot dogs painted in the black paint. That's a terrifying Oh, uh, the Boston robot. Dynamics? All right, yeah. well, we'll think about it. All right, so thank you so much. If we're bullying Mrs. P to read books, please read Murderbot Diaries. I'll mail you my copy. Okay, great. After that, we have another long one. Okay. Athena, I don't have a funny joke. I just wanted to hear my name shout out on the podcast while working at my silly little office job. Yeah, you and me both, Athena. Hey, hon. I'm not done. Oh. Uh, sh- oh, no, that's no, just that's it. it. A. It's just job A. I think it cut off Maybe after that one. Maybe they got job B. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's it. Job yeah, A. Yeah, little office jobs. We're all doing them. Yeah. We all, just, we've all been there. We're all logging in, wondering why. All right. Our next one. Okay, I'm ready. First one from Brazil. Ooh. And this, you know how I know it's the first one from Brazil? Because this is from your underscore number one underscore Brazilian underscore fan. Hell yeah. And they paid us in Brazilian money. That's awesome. I like that. Hey, hon. After that, we have Janine Mania 500. Janine Mania 500. After that, we have Brandon Robinson. Brandon Robinson. Hey, hon. After that, we have So God is a Union Buster. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's fun? I had to explain to my dad that. What? Because I was uh, writing those down uh, for you. And then uh, my my dad's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I was checking the emails because sometimes people, when they can't change their name, they'll just tell us what they want their name to be changed to. Yeah. And he's like, what'd the person say? And I was like, well, they said that uh, God. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, I might have gone on a rant. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it makes a lot of sense when you put it that way. I was like, I, and I was like, dad, you were there. You were yeah. there. And just like all dads and moms just completely forgets yeah. things that happened where you know well for you it was a life-changing moment yeah. for him it was a tuesday yeah for him he was like had to go back to work yeah uh that was so god was a union buster after that we have brian kale brian hey hon i love this next one okay i'm ready after that we have orange sassity oh shit yeah i love that the for- littlest thumbs up to you my friend yeah so hey, for those of you who don't watch a lot of pro wrestling there is an aew wrestler named orange cassidy mm-hmm. who i actually used to work with when i did some ring announcing for chikara 
who I actually am friends of a friend with. So it's pretty cool. He's great. He wrestles with his hands in his pockets, and yeah. it's fun to watch. It, Orange Cassidy is one of my favorite people to watch on TV. And he's like, what's the word? Ambivalent? Like, he yeah. just like, doesn't care. What's funny is fun. the character started off as a, it was a joke. He was supposed to be drunk. Mm, when Orange yeah. Cassidy first started on the Independence years ago, yeah. the reason he was Orange Cassidy is because he drank too many orange uh, vodka uh, sunrises or whatever. I thought it was mimosas. Didn't they have a mimosa Yeah, it was mimosa. Fight? Yeah, it was a mimosa and all that stuff. So he drank too many mimosas. That was his whole thing. Yeah. And that he was drunk. Yeah. It, but then some of the places he did, they're like, listen, we don't, we don't want your character to be drunk. So he's like, well, what if he's just lazy? Yeah. And he went from drunk to slowly, he's just lazy. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, so he's a very fun character. Hey, so hon. Hey, Honda Orange Sassity. After that, we have On Vibes 24 underscore seven. Okay. Hey, Honda I like Vibes. That one. After that, we have Amelia Sanfilippo. Hey, Amelia. After that, we have Mr. Buttons. <laughs> Wait, wasn't the. Wasn't the cat at the White House named Mr. Buttons? You're thinking Socks. Socks. I thought there was a... Isn't there like a famous cat named Button, Mr. Buttons? I feel like there is. Hmm. I kept... You know when I first read it? Yeah. I was thinking Toonses, the driving cat from SNL. I don't know what that is. Exactly. Because, you know, you have memory loss. Well, okay. I might have damaged my brain a little bit. Yeah. And that's fine. Everybody's fine. After Mr. Buttons, we have... <laughs> What? After Mittens, but Mr. Buttons. After Mr. Buttons, we have also a screaming ginger. Yeah, there's more than one. Hang yeah, on. unless you're in the woods of West Virginia. Wait, what? No, like that one guy. Oh. Yeah. But no, that guy, he started yelling at the Republicans, too, for using a song. Listen, it's confusing. It's, I don't know He's what's mad happened. at short, fat people who may be getting Little Debbie snack cakes. And you know what? He, he In this song, yeah. he said the fudge rounds. Yeah. And I'm like, you shouldn't be mad at people that are buying fudge rounds. Those people are already upset with their lives. Yeah. If you're going looking at the Little Debbie section and but the you thing pick is- a fudge round as your thing you're going to buy. Yeah. When there's oatmeal cream pies available, when there's Swiss rolls. Don't forget Nutty Buddies. Nutty Buddies. Nutty Buddies, elite. If you are sad enough in your core to want a fudge round, there's no need for a man with a banjo in the woods to be singing down at you. See, here's the thing, y'all. I know y'all get mad at me because I don't have too many opinions about different types of cereal. Okay? (laughs) You all get real heated that I don't have that many opinions about cereal. But when it comes to that weird snack cake uh, section mm-hmm. that weird end cap at yeah. the end that's where i live that's facts that's where i live i'm there next to i listen wait do you like cosmic brownies i've never seen you buy them before okay so here's the thing with cosmic brownies okay. and all of those brownie types because tasty cake used to have the one the type of fudge brownie that has the nuts in them yeah my school used to have those as like one of the little uh side treats you could get in yeah. elementary school of course i loved them those yeah. fudge brownies with like the peanuts yeah right my favorite thing to do with them was number one was to roll eat them. them in a ball. No, you roll them into little poops. Yeah, and then you threw them at teachers. Okay, see, that's... and then they took them away from us There's until we got to high school, okay. and they were like, "Oh my god, we got the poop brownies back!" Oh, and we no. bought them. And I was like, "Let me try to eat them," and it was like, "Oh, this tastes like wax." Yeah, they're a little waxy. They're a little waxy. I also used to like uh, zebra cakes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I liked a zebra cake. Yep. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent. We are. So thank you so much. Also, a screaming ginger, you led me to the tasty cake aisle. <laughs> After that, we have Jelfie. 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 Hey, After that, we have Hannah. Hey, Hannah. After that, we have Bethy Lou Who. Bethy Lou Who. Hey, hon. After that, we have James Davis the Third. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, he sounds important. Yeah. He sounds the third? The third. You know what? Fuck it. You're also an Esquire. 
Whoa. James Davis the third Esquire. I just did. (laughs) Honorary doctorate like a chiropractor out here. After that, and finally. Okay, finally. Are you ready for it? Of course. Hulk Hogan's job is brother. (laughs) That's what it is. Hulk Hogan's job is brother. Thank you guys so much. Oh, and one one of my friends texted me like within minutes of me posting the last episode to be like, no, man, listen, I want to let you know uh, cherry vanilla Coke is is supreme. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, it caught me off guard how fast it hit. Wow. (laughs) It hit me by attack. I didn't know that I was going to be so controversial when I decided to let the world know I didn't like cherry vanilla or vanilla Coke as it is. Yeah. But with that, let me just say. Hey, huh? Let's meet our team leaders. So we did. We met them team leaders. They were all great people, fine people. (laughs) Fine, great people on both sides. Oh, yep. Some would say on both sides. Some would. uh, Uh, Soon to be convicted felons might. Uh, Let me tell you something. So many people message us about Glitch McConnell, and I'm not going to say names here. But I was recently told, Mm -hmm. and I started doing a work with uh, a little bit of volunteer stuff with a nonprofit. Yeah. And uh, they they were asking me, like, you know, we want to get more involved. And I was like, that'd be great. And they're like, we talked we talk amongst ourselves about having you added you to the board. Yeah. And then someone in the organization looked me up and they were like, no, we can't because of you calling for the death of a politician. And, and I'm like, we didn't call. No, we just I said never, we celebrate. We him. said we celebrate his life. Yeah, his legacy. Yeah, the ending. <laughs> we're just very much looking forward to celebrating the his end the of end his of his legacy. Yeah. And they were like, mm, it feels like you're calling for. And I yeah. just want to say once again, not calling for it. No. But we we'll can. We'll throw a party. We will fucking part. Oh, Let me tell God, you something. I'm going mm. to make so many sweet treats next. Oh, my God. Now, all of that being said, we yeah. can call one shot. What's that? Which is on this episode. I can hit this button because you've already told me I can. Oh, right. And that's, that's right, everybody. Buckle up. I did research and I didn't find uh, anti-Semitism. Yep. And we're going to go with that. But people might email me that I'm wrong and say, well, you missed something. But I tried real hard to find all the info. Because this week Mm -hmm. is the final week of August, Yeah, which means it's the (laughs) final week of Mrs. Pearlmania Quackery Month. Yeah, deep dives into quackery. So here's what happened. We did the poll. Yep. Right? Everybody voted on the poll. And technically speaking, a different thing won. And this topic came in second place. But this topic is quackery. And so I was like, listen, uh, making an executive decision. We got to keep all the quacks in August. Yeah. Medical quackery. So I pulled this from second place to get it done this week so that it fits in the August timeline. And then you got to write me a a Google note so that next year in July, I remember remember to start looking up quacks again. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know what? People will message us. People will be like, I'm looking so forward to August quack month. Quack month. Uh, But with that, we are going to take a little break. Yep. Uh, maybe you guys might hear some sponsored content. Maybe it's from Amazon. Who Ooh, knows? Wait, no. Everybody. Well, I, I've been. People have been telling us. They've been commenting. Yeah. Um, Home Depot. Okay. Home Depot. I got people said Home Depot. That's crazy. LinkedIn. This is a Lowe's household. It's absolutely a Lowe's household. Yeah. Even though fuck them too. Now, you know what? I just Lowe's is. It's nicer when you're in there. You're like ah, it's nice. Except yeah. for the Home Depot down on uh, Columbus Boulevard. Oh, okay. Um, because that one's got the good sausage and peppers. That's true. Um, in Philly. In, yeah. Yeah. I just want to be very there's, clear about that. In, in okay, Philadelphia. Listen, no, we don't have up. enough time. In Philadelphia, in South Philadelphia, there is a Home Depot on Columbus Boulevard. That's got a little like cheese steak uh, hamburger stand 
in the walkway to go in. But it's they connected make the to the best out- sausage and peppers. It's connected to the outside of the if building. If you ever come to Philadelphia on a family vacation, you drive to this Home Depot. You get yourself a sausage and pepper platter. It's in South Philly. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's actually insane it's how so some of the good. best food is in connected the, on the outside sidewalk of a Home they're Depot. They're not connected as a business model. They're no. not owned by Home Depot. Well, but it's the best part of that. But Home it Depot. is there. It is there for the contractors. With that, okay, we are going to take a break. You're going to hear some ads. Unless you're a Patreon member, then you're going straight to the episode. Here we go. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pearl mania, Pearl mania, Pearl mania, Pearl mania. 500. Yeah, we're here. We're here. We did it. Yeah. Um, and are you and by it, to- you mean the intro? Yeah. And um, we talked about Tasty Cakes and Sausage and Pepper. Yeah, and, enough about that. It's Quack Month. other things. It's Quackery time. Listen, I got all quack the time month, in Quack the world. Month, Quack Month, Quack Month, Quack Month. we should come up with like a duck noise, like a quack, quack, quack. Um, Let me come up with a duck noise. Like, no, you should put on the soundboard for next August. Oh, my God. That, so we're fun. planning out a year in advance now? This is your job, so... Okay. <laughs> well, I'm this month, this week, yeah. it's your topic. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm going to kick sit, back, uh, put my back. feet up. Relax. And the the only unlike prior quacks, okay. I know this is a quack. Yeah, you know ahead of time. I know ahead quack. of God that this is a quack. I don't know what century we're beginning in. I'm hoping the eighteen hundreds. Because um, it's weirder when you start in the nineteen hundreds <laughs> and I'm like, wait, they died very recently? Um Okay, yeah, you know what? This does start kind of in the eighteen hundreds. Okay, good. Okay, so That means there's gonna be butt stuff. Oh wow. Okay. What? Eighteen hundreds quacks always end up in the butt. I wish you weren't right. So, <laughs> I'm quack, learning. Our quack today, her name is Linda Hazard. Linda? Linda Hazard, lady quack. Linda? Linda the lady quack. How do you spell hazard? With two Zs? Yep, two Zs. Oh, man. Like a rock star from the no, 80s. No, she sounds like a like an 80s pro wrestler. Yeah, Linda Hazard. Um, Middle name is Laura. Linda Laura Hazard? LL Hazard over here. Mm. Um, so she was born Linda Laura Burfield in Carver, Minnesota. That doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah. Uh, she's the oldest of seven children. Okay. So that had to be a lot growing What state up. was she born in? Minnesota. 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 Okay. Such nice people in Minnesota. One time I got uh, selected for airport security pat down in Minnesota. Yeah. Lady was so nice. Yeah. She's like, oh, honey, you don't have to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> oh, 
All right, what year was she born? Uh, okay, I don't have the year she was born. I didn't write that down. But okay. it said, I wrote, uh, at 18, she married and had two children. Okay. But in 1891, she left her husband and children to pursue her career in Minneapolis. Okay. So she, you know, grew up in Carver, Minnesota, small town. Okay. Uh, got married young at 18, had two kids, but then abandoned ship okay. to go to Minneapolis, to the big city to follow her dreams. You know, I've been to Minneapolis. Yeah, same. Not a place I would abandon to go to. Um, Maybe no. if I was in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, I would think that Minneapolis yeah, was yeah, a big like, deal. But having been to Minneapolis, I was like, yeah, I, I, I can see why people would like it, but it's I wouldn't. Very clean and polite. I wouldn't I'll ab- say that. abandon my family for Minneapolis. <laughs> no. No, you got to go somewhere super cool to abandon Now, St. Paul. I would abandon no. my family for St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> no. Where did he go? St. Paul. Paul. Easily find you. Easily. You'd be the loudest person there. I just want to be there. slightly across the river. Oh, my God. Okay. So, let's see. Hazard, let's just start this. Hazard does not have a medical degree. Okay. I know okay. we're talking about quacks. Uh, Linda has no medical degree. Okay. But she was licensed to practice medicine in the state of Washington through a loophole that grandfathered in some practitioners of alternative medicines without degrees. So she basically filed in Washington State to be a practitioner. And there was this weird loophole that the state of Washington has that got her a practitioner license. But it's not real. And we have to remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she did nothing to get it besides mail for this, probably. Now, yeah, she she also, uh, according to her, okay, according to her, okay, she studied under um, an MD named Edward Hooker Dewey. <laughs> Edward Hooker Dewey, the MD. Okay. He was a well-known proponent on fasting. So I looked it up, and he was an American physician. He was licensed. Okay. Okay. He was a pioneer of the therapeutic or the idea of therapeutic fasting. So not eating to heal your body. Okay. Okay. And his big claim to fame is that he is the inventor of the no breakfast plan. He wrote a whole thing about how you, we shouldn't be eating breakfast. I love this guy. This guy sounds really smart. I hate this Skip guy. Skip breakfast. Oh, my God. Wait until lunch. No. Then eat a big lunch. Oh, I do love a big lunch. Take a nap. Yep. Okay. Now eat a medium-sized dinner. Okay. I, I don't know about that. And then be mad. Okay. Be then mad. eat a lot of ice cream. Yeah. Then too much ice cream. Yeah. No, I love breakfast. You love breakfast? As you know I do. I know. It's my, my favorite. I like a breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Because I like a breakfast sandwich with sausage. Okay. I like sausage. I I like a sweet breakfast. I like a salty breakfast. I just yeah. like a breakfast. Okay. And the idea that this man came out and said breakfast is the reason you, for sickness so is this guy's upsetting. Edward Hooker Dewey? Yeah, Edward Hooker Dewey. Let me tell you what I like about this time mm. period. Okay, go ahead. Uh, a lot of people leaning on the middle names. Yeah, you had to back then. Because they were like, ah, there's so many Edward Deweys around, you know? Yeah. Also, like, didn't they just like name their kids? Like, they named five of them Edward because they thought one of them or five of them would die. Yeah, but I mean, you would you would have so, well, you had a lot of people in the family would would share the same first name. Yeah, because like, well, you know, back in the old country, yeah, Edward was he he was like a noble yeah. part of the family, and so everyone wants to be named Edward. Like uh, the guy with the the the, you know, oh man, the word is escaping me. 
He uh, made the little panini press, but he he sold George it as a, Foreman sold it as a way to cook meat. There yeah, it is. he named all of his kids George. Yeah, yeah, but then he also gave them middle names. Exactly. He also he also though got punched in the head a lot, but because oh. he was a boxer. <laughs> George also. Foreman was famous for being a boxer. <laughs> and hey, and, babe, babe, and rebranding a panini press, babe. Uh, I just want to I just want to make I want to remind you something. George yeah. Foreman, mm-hmm. out of everything, yeah, he was famous for being a boxer. I don't know that about him. He was an Olympian? I Here's what I know he about him. He did a him. lot of stuff. Daytime before, TV. Yep. He sold panini presses as a way to, to, to cook low-fat chicken. Hey, that was a way for many kids in college to be able to actually cook real meat in their dorm. Yeah. Because we weren't allowed to have grills. Well, we're all super excited for you. Yep. But it was, in fact, a panini press. That's true. <laughs> And honestly, now I'm thinking about it, they just kind of vanished. We just don't have those around. I feel like way. they're still around. No, there's griddles. Yeah. But I'm saying in general, the ones with the lines, because the big thing with the George Foreman grill what? that is, people forget about is it had those like raised cuts yeah. in it. So you're supposed to like cook a chicken in it, right? Yep. Like a chicken breast and then scrape all of the delicious juices away. Because then they were like, no, but now it's low fat. No, that's literally what I just said. I know. Is it was marketed as a way to make low fat chicken. But no, I know, just... but, it was, but it was just scraping the juice. I know. You just scrape away the juice, so now you're just having dry chicken. You you were preaching to the choir. I never had one because I looked at my life and said, "Why would I take the delicious juices out of the chicken?" Yeah, that's dumb. But okay. now let's go back to this guy who skipped breakfast. Okay, her I don't talk her about trainer. Him her trainer <laughs> was like, "I'm a doctor. Don't eat breakfast." There should be a button on our board about people that that don't like breakfast. Okay, I'm okay if you don't. If I know there's people that don't like. We breakfast. talked about the Kellogg's though, who were super into breakfast I and know. butt stuff. Okay. Okay. I just, I just love it. Okay. So she, okay. she, she so, claims she trained with a doctor. Like I said, in 1898, she leaves her husband and her children um, to go to Minneapolis. Now, in, in, there's a bit of jump in timeline here because she is kind of off the grid, kind of hard to follow. But it appears in 1902, she kills her first patient. What? Let's just pull How the band-aid. How do you just fucking... Let's just got to pull the band-aid. What the fuck? Yeah, there's here's the thing, and I assume I'm assuming I'm making big assumptions here. There's not a lot of info on her, and I think it's because plot twist, she's a woman. So there isn't a lot of historical data around certain aspects of her life because why would they write down anything a woman did? But she murdered somebody. So yeah, no, we're gonna get to that. But okay. I'm letting you know there's there's big chunks of time missing, and I, I suspect that might be why. Okay. So it appears in 1902 that this is the fir- she kills her first patient. So okay. again, Band-Aid off, she's killing people. Okay. With her um with her doctorate degree over here. With now, her Washington State mail away <laughs> certificate. Yeah. Um, the same way people used to get sea monkeys in the mail. Mm-hmm. So around this same time, her divorce is finalized. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about so, I forgot she abandoned her kids. She abandoned her kid and her husband yeah. and she did file for divorce. She's very progressive. Um now I just want to go to Minneapolis <laughs> and commit murder. The coroner decided determined that the cause of death of that patient was starvation. They died okay. of starvation. Okay. Um he the coroner tried to get her prosecuted for the crime. But since she wasn't licensed to practice medicine, she wasn't held accountable because they couldn't revoke her license. They couldn't say that she was really practicing medicine. Um, They couldn't do anything about the fact that she may have caused this man to die of starvation um, because she didn't really have a medical license. Wait, 
I'm so confused right now. So so she is she's practicing as a doctor mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Yep. With a Washington state license. Yep. Or certification. A certification, yeah. She tells a man to stop eating. Mm-hmm. He stops eating so long that he dies. Yep. The coroner says she killed him because yep. she told him to stop eating, mm-hmm. and he did until he died. Yep. And then everyone was like, oh, fucking loophole. They were like, well, why would he listen to a woman? <laughs> Bars. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, what, during the investigation, the investigators kept asking what happened to the victim's rings and valuables, and Hazard was evasive. And they were never found or recovered. Wait, what? So like the guy who at this, we, this is a nameless victim. Okay. He had items. He had jewelry. He had watches. Okay. He had things yeah. that were all mysteriously gone. And his family could not gather. And nobody knew where they were. And when they asked Hazard about it, she just acted real like, I, oh, I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I never saw them. So right? I'm assuming this is like a German immigrant at this point. Oh, like person? I'm assuming like I'm assuming he's like an immigrant mm-hmm. because this is crazy because at this point like if I was like a, a prosecutor and yeah. I wanted to get her I'd be like I get her for that thing where uh, um, tax fraud no not tax <laughs> fraud uh, about like improper disposal of a body or something yeah, like, you something know what like I mean that. like I would get her for like mishandling a corpse yeah gotta get her on a loophole I'd get her on one of those small things you know yeah like if you were going after a president. If I was going after a guy who's still <laughs> secretly president, okay? All right? It's weird to be a secret president. Yeah, you know? Um, okay, so this is the thing. She's still living her life, okay? Linda, she's out here. She she's meets, hashtag living. She Hashtag living. She met... Alex just found out about hashtag living recently. I'm fucking obsessed. really into it. I'm still mad your <laughs> meme went so big. All right, go ahead. Um, so she met the man of her dreams... His name, Samuel Hazard. So this is where we get the last name Hazard. Okay, so this is where she picks up the mm-hmm. Hazard. Um, she met the man of her dream. She falls deeply in love. I guarantee you, this dude's like, you think you like danger? Well, my name's Sam Hazard. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Yeah? Sam's married. <gasps> Shut and, up! No! Yeah. Um, here's some more things about Sam. He's a West Point graduate okay. who ruined his promising military career by misappropriating army funds. He's described as a drunk, a lecher, and a swindler. He had been married twice before and had not bothered to divorce at least one of those women <laughs> when he married Linda. Yeah, but Sam slaps. <laughs> That's the thing is like- Sam is a hazard. Yeah. It's in the name. He's straight up there. Warning, red flag. Do not touch. <laughs> Hot stove. Don't go near this dude. <laughs> My name is Sam. And Linda was like, mm-mm. My name is Sam- Metal pole don't lick in winter. And she was like, let me kiss <laughs> you. Let me get my all over there. Yeah. Um, uh, so wait. <laughs> so he's, just, he's a drunk who was robbing the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. The army while in it. <laughs> Bold. Just. I mean, that's not. Listen, I'm going to throw out something here. Okay. Not uncommon. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty it much like kind of half the job. It's one of those things where like that old, that old adage, you know, I, I wouldn't join any club. Mm-hmm. That would have me in it, you know. Yeah. Like that was a famous uh, thing from uh, Karl Marx. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> Groucho Marx. But it's also the thing with the army, where it's like I don't respect a soldier until he's at least robbed the army of about fifty grand. 
Or sent home a Jeep in pieces. That's a good way to do it, too. Um, okay, so there was a highly publicized trial of Samuel for bigamy that ended up with him serving a two-year prison for bigamy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so he was tried, prosecuted, and had to go serve two you mean years to tell me? You mean to tell me loving too much is a crime? It is when you have lots of wives and the army doesn't like you. <laughs> Yeah. That's what they got him on? You just said you just said you gotta find these loopholes and they I found know. it. They found it. They were like, Oh, bet. Bet. Yeah. Okay, you marry Linda. We already know about Martha down the street. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause she's a dependa. I should do an episode on dependas. Oh Jesus, don't start. Um okay. So after Sam Wait, has, How do you how do you audibly talk about people with gums that big? <laughs> All right, go ahead. That is such a deep cut. <laughs> This is a very ADD episode. Uh, well, I hope y'all took your medicine because I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> after Sam finished his his uh, his term in prison. Or Sam jail, Hazard. Okay. Sam Hazard. He, yeah. When he got out in 1906. Okay. It's 1906. Okay, it's 1906. The couple leave and go to Washington State to start over. Where she has, she's yeah, actually she's certified. Really ready to go in okay. the state of uh, Washington. So it's 1906. 1906. I'm going to guess at this point. She's somewhere maybe maybe late 20s? Yeah. We're going to guess probably late yeah. 20s. All right. So Linda Hazard begins, begins practicing her medicine in Seattle, commuting by ferry to a 40-acre spread in Catsap. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying this wrong. Kitsap County. Uh, there's a town there called Olala. I can't, here, I'm going to spell this. O-L-A-L-L-A. Look, Olala. I don't know. It looks beautiful. I looked wait, wait. it up. Spell it more, more time. O-L-A-L-L-A. Ola-la. Oh, no, no, no. That's pronounced ooh-la-la. Okay. Ooh-la-la. <laughs> she goes to the town of ooh-la-la, um, and she decides that in this town, she dreams of building a sanitarium there one day. Okay? Okay. This is her goal. She wants to build this there okay. because it's beautiful. I just looked it up just because yeah. you didn't have it from earlier. Mm-hmm. She was actually born in 1867. Okay. So by 1906, yeah. she is exactly our age. She 39. is 39 years old. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. So she's 39. when she, and, and, you know, you're saying when she met Sam and all this different stuff, mm-hmm. you know, 1902. Yeah. So she's in her late 30s. Yeah. She abandoned her kids and all that stuff in like 1891. So, so she was like... Younger when she abandoned her kids, mm-hmm. she hit like 30 and she was like, you know, we don't live that long back then. Yeah, she only had a midlife a crisis. Finite amount of time left. She had to get with Sam. Yeah, exactly. Wildcat. Yeah. So, okay. So 39, now, they moved okay, to Washington. So here's the thing. I want to take a little step back and talk about Linda's expertise real quick. Okay. Leave that up though, because we might want that later. Just her picture? Yeah. I, there's something there. I, I'll have you click later. Okay. So... Here's the thing. Her expertise, I'm using that in quotes, is she believed that almost every disease could be cured by fasting. Allow me to put in an editor's note right here. Okay. Big warning, um, subject topic warning. If you suffer from an eating disorder, if it's something in your past where like you could be triggered by the talks of starvation and really strict dieting, maybe this episode you just hop out of maybe we should have put that earlier should have thought about it having an add time type of time right now okay but i'm just realizing looking at my notes this could be 
a bad time for you know people? What? Well, I'll put it in the description. Okay. I'll put it in the episode description. Cool. All right. Okay. So that's out, out of the way for everybody's well-being. So she believed that fasting could cure almost everything, that allowing the digestive system to, in quotes, rest, it would be cleansed, removing, removing impurities from the body, um, and that maintaining uh, like a fasted body would cure anything from a toothache to tuberculosis, basically. She believed that the real source of all disease was impure blood brought on by impaired digestion. Okay. Okay. No, I got it. It's so weird how people thought, like, how big dirty blood was. Yeah. Like, that idea, you know, with leeches, all these different things over the years, Mm -hmm. where they just really stuck with dirty blood. Yeah. That was, like, their big go-to. It was like, you know what it is? Dirty Dirty blood. blood. I know. How do you clean it? I don't know. How do we... Maybe we get bleach in there Well, we could bloodlet. Yep. We could uh, just stop eating. That, that was her thing, yeah. Yeah. Get the leeches, yeah, all those different stuff. Over the course of her career, she wrote three books about oh. what uh, she claimed was science, <laughs> what she claimed was the science behind fasting and how it cured disease. The first was called Fasting for the Cure of Disease in 1908, followed by Diet in Disease and Systemic Cleansing in 1917. Uh, again, killer name. A fifth re- revised version of Fasting for the Cure of Disease was published in 1927. Um, and she had another one called The Ancient and Modern Key to Health. So she was out here writing books, uh, <laughs> selling her wares. Now, the thing is, she wasn't selling tinctures. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't, yeah. like, we've talked about other quacks who were out here selling tinctures and pills through the mail. She didn't do any of that. She was selling these books to get people to fast. Yeah. Now, her regimen, her health regimen, included daily enemas. Okay. Daily enemas that went on for hours and involved up to 12 quarts of water. Okay. 12 That's, quarts of water? Okay. If you have to get an enema. That's I, like three I, gallons, right? Yeah. If you get an enema, it's usually like a, a water little... bottle filled halfway up. Yeah. And that's ha- like a, maybe a cup of water. Yeah. I and think, that's going to change I think your like whole a, day. I think of like a large tur- turkey baster. Yeah. Like that's, that's squeezing the ball of a large turkey mm-hmm. baster. And that's, that's right going to change your whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this much water. Three gallons. 12 quarts of water for hours. She was just in there. <laughs> around in there. Okay? You didn't have to. Yeah, I did. You should have warned I had people to make you eye were contact doing. contact with them while I did it. You just it fucking motorboated. <laughs> patients, <laughs> were, patients were heard crying out in pain during these procedures. Well, of course. Yeah. She's hit them with a fire hose. <laughs> um, the other part of her therapy was massage. Um, and she, her idea of massage is not what you're thinking. Uh, it consisted of her beating her fists against patients' foreheads and backs. What? Their foreheads? (laughs) One alarmed witness reported her doing so vigorously while shouting, eliminate, eliminate. What the fuck? So you have a crazy woman (laughs) who was like, I'm going to shove this hose up your ass till you scream. Yeah. And then I'm gonna punch you in the forehead. Scream. Like at least, at least the back. I was like, okay, at least the organs are there. Mm-hmm. What is your forehead? 
Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> head on. Screaming. Fucking eliminate. Uh, also, I did in this note, there was a part where they were talking about how she was considered a wiry woman and was described as being stronger than the average man. So like she's a tough gal. And for her to just be punching people and calling it massage while screaming at them and they have a hose in their butt. Yeah. It's just a real a real time, you know? Yeah, I'm pulling up just a picture of her just to see. Yeah, she's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, she's sturdy. She's a sturdy gal. Yeah, I, I can see that. So locals embraced her medical theories. That's Remember, I told you she moved to Washington. Yeah. She moves to Ulala. Well, she's she's living in Seattle. I don't care what it's pronounced. Ulala is the funniest place to be. She goes to Ulala, and everybody there really likes her. They dig what she's yeah. selling, okay? Um, one of the people that really dug what she was saying uh-huh. uh, was a lady named Daisy Maud Hagland, um, who was a Norwegian immigrant. And after a 50-day fast under a hazard's direction, she died on uh, February 26, 1908, at the age of 38. So she is considered the first victim of hazard in the state of Washington. Okay. Okay? So So she killed one back in Minnesota. Yeah. Not prosecuted, never charged, couldn't pin an honor. Um, but and in, now we're at one in Washington. One in Washington, and so this Norwegian immigrant, fifty day fast. She was staying in a hotel that was in Ulala, and that's where Hazard was treating her in this hotel. So she would take okay. the ferry and treat her in the hotel as a doctor. See what I mean, though? Like I said, the last one I said was probably an immigrant. She's yeah. Norwegian. I mean, that's kind of one of these things. Yeah. The people you prey on. So when she passed away. Um, Daisy, she left behind her three-year-old son, Ivar, Ivar Haglund, which I looked up because we it, it's interesting. Ivar actually started a successful brand of seafood restaurants that are still opened. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. If you go to Washington State, there's, I guess, like a chain of restaurants called Ivar's. Yeah. They're like big seafood restaurants. And I looked I looked at their menu. The menu looks real nice. It reminds me a lot of Big Fish down yeah, in yeah. Delaware. Wait, wait. Wait, yeah. wait, so a guy whose mom was starved to death mm-hmm. was then just like, I'm never I'm letting anyone. i going like, butter seafood. I'm never letting anyone Crab starve cakes. again. Exactly. No, very literally that. <laughs> yeah. Very literally that is his experience. <laughs> He's like food for the masses. Yeah. Okay. So here's one thing, and it's something that's been bugging me because while we've been talking about um, quack. Quackeries. Quackery month. Mm-hmm. Especially because we've been talking a lot of the 1890s, 1900s. Because it seems very weird, you know, when you and I have been discussing these things. How? Because I keep thinking about it. And it's been racking my brain. Mm-hmm. That move from like 1890 to like 1930, right? Yeah. When like radio becomes really popular. When you think of like FDR running for president. Yeah. There's a different view of medicine and science. And I'm like, what is the difference? And I just had to look it up. In 1918, okay, 1918 was when elementary school was required for every American. There it is in every state. Yeah, before 1918, mm-hmm. you could just not have gone to school. So this is exciting news. Yeah, because soon we're going to be living in a world where you don't kids don't go to school yeah, anymore. Exactly. But but so this, we're going to go back to quackery. But so com- the compulsion of making sure. 
By 19, it says here, by 1900, 31 states had compulsory school attendance for students from the ages of 18 to 14. Mm-hmm. By 1918, every state required students to complete elementary school. That I can't see anything to go all the way through high school. Yeah. But when you think about it, 1900, they had to at least go through 14. That's the population doesn't balance out. Until a around little, the 1930s. A little bit more critical thinking skills happen. Or at least the baseline of how scientific theory works. Yeah. Which is why in 1906, you can have a lady yelling, stop eating and punching you in the forehead, <laughs> screaming, eliminate. And people are like, she's a genius. Yeah. I paid her $25 a week. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? So uh, other victims soon followed. Oh, okay. okay. So one. So we've got Ida Wilcox in 1908. Okay. Blanche Tyndall, Viola Heaton in 1909, Maud Whitney in 1910, and a civil engineer named Earl Ed- Edward Erdman. That was a name. Took uh took the cure. That's what they she called it. Took the cure in 1911. And died of star week, starvation three weeks later. So that's seven victims. Um, the Seattle Daily Times headline, because people started noticing. Yeah. Uh, headline read, woman MD kills another patient. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. People kept coming. Yeah. No bad press. Yeah. No bad press exists. Yeah. She's busier than ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. Like, she doesn't own any land. Like, she doesn't own property. So there's all these, like, hotels that are around, like, those, like, Saloonie-style hotels. Yeah. And she's just meeting patients in their hotel rooms. Gotcha. Okay? So she's taking the ferry from Seattle. I think at some point she goes and stays on Ulala, but uh, she isn't, like, she's not a property owner, really. Okay? Yeah. So they're just, like... She's got, so she's just an itinerant psychopath mm-hmm. who's showing up, traveling from hotel to hotel... Punching people in the forehead and screaming, <laughs> stop them eating. Enemas. Yeah. Yeah. And black, I forgot. I forgot about the three gallons of water. The three. She's, she's, she's Here's carrying the, thing. the water like the old, the old Nor, is it Norwegian? Like, yeah, where yeah. they have the big, like, barrels oh, yeah, yeah. over their shoulder. Yeah, no, she has a, she has a big, <laughs> she has like a, like an ox. Yeah. So she has an ox thing over her shoulder yeah. with two buckets on each side, just shows up. like, they're like, oh, hey, Linda. She has to go to the well after each patient. And here's the thing, too, because she's from Minnesota, though, so she's probably like, oh, I'm here to blast his butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, honey. Oh, you look real backed up, honey. Yeah, we're going to get up in there. Okay. Have so... you stopped eating yet? I'll laminate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over. The punching in the forehead is so shocking. Yeah. Three gallons of water up the keister is yeah. like lost oh, to me. Oh, you got to say keister if you're talking about Minnesota. Yeah, it's keister. It's you're up in your keister. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about Frank Suth- Southhard. Southhard? Southhard. Frank Southhard, who was a law partner in, a fir- in the firm of Morris Southhard and Shipley. And uh, another man whose name is C.A. Harrison, who was the publisher of Alaska Yukon Magazine, both died under Hazard's care a few months after that. Wait, so she killed a lawyer? Yeah. She killed a lawyer and, and a, a publisher. publisher of a magazine. So these are people who should be at least somewhat well, educated. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there goes my education theory. She to nine victims now. All right. And then also a man named Ivan Flux, (laughs) who was an English man who had come from America to buy a ranch and who had fasted for 53 days under her supervision. 
Jesus. During his fast, Hazard got control of some of his cash and property. And when uh, he passed away, his family came looking for him and was told he died with only $70 left to his name. So again, he traveled from England to buy a ranch. And then ended up... With 70 bucks in his pocket. And three dead. gallons of water up his asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Now, <laughs> a tr- authorities tried to step in. How okay. did, did they not? <laughs> authorities tried... What do you tried... mean tried? Okay. That's the part that's bothering me so much is the tried. <laughs> the trying. I feel like at this point, it's just... We're in, it, what's what? We're in 1911, right? Uh, yep, we're in 1911, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is, they were, I want to be clear about something. <laughs> I know. In other parts of the country, mm-hmm. they were lynching people at this point. Yep. I think, was it Washington or Oregon at this point is like, so, is like a whites only state. Think, like in their yeah. baseline constitution. I think it might have been Oregon. I think it's Oregon. Yeah, because I think it's always confusing because Portland, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Because yeah. I always think like it's so weird that Portland has such an insanely racist history, yeah. right? So it's like, okay. So you guys do a lot of crazy, like, weird vigilante justice all the time. Mm -hmm. This lady is starving people to death, Mm -hmm. punching them in the forehead, Mm -hmm. blasting them up the butt. She is now up to 10 straight victims that we know of. Mm -hmm. That we know of. That we know of. And everyone's like, our hands are tied. Can't do anything about it. Okay, so they're trying. She has a certain, someone stamped the piece of paper. She got it notarized, babes. It's a raised seal. Like that's um, what this comes down to is a raised seal on a piece of paper. So there's this guy, Lewis Radar. Now he's a former legislator and publisher of a magazine called Sound Views. And so Lewis Radar is wasting away. He's, Another one? He's wasting away. Okay. Um, Possibly victim Hazard 11. was treating him at the Outlook Hotel. And... Health inspectors, again, people are like trying to get involved. Health inspectors tried, they go to the hotel and they try to convince him to leave. They're like, we'll get you out of here. We'll get you on a ferry. We'll go to Seattle. We'll go to the hospital. We'll get you better. You got to get out of here. But Lewis refused to leave. He said, no, absolutely not. Everything's working. I'm feeling better than ever. Um, I love the way she punches me in the forehead. I'm really into it. Uh, After that, after the health inspectors came to try to convince him to leave, Hazard spirited him away to a secret location where uh, Louis Radar, who was 5'11", died weighing less than 100 pounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So add that to the tally. That's 11. Now, the health director of Seattle said he couldn't intervene. This might answer some of your questions or make you all mad. So he says he can't intervene with what's going on because Dr. Hazard is licensed and the patients are willing participants in the therapy, even if Mm -hmm. it's deadly. Yeah. And she had a lot of loyal followers. So there are people that are coming out on the other end of this that are like feeling better. They're going out and they're telling their friends, I feel so great. So there's people that are surviving and thriving. So like her good press is better than her bad press. Well, because some of them, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. at a time when sanitation is just becoming bigger, right? Yeah. So she may actually be starving worms out of people. Yep. Like, it's possible that, like, some people are feeling better. And the other part of it also, too, might be just by eliminating some bad things in their diet, they're feeling better. Yeah. Or, slightly. Or also, the crazy enemas could be with, like, bad water. Yeah. That's getting into their colon. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is some of them also might be alcoholics. Well... 
yeah. because there was you know heavy there was a heavy drinking pre uh, prohibition. Yeah, everyone was drunk all the time. Some of them might just be getting dried out. Yeah, they're like, I feel great. They're like, I feel great. I stopped eating. I stopped drinking. It's like, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Well, maybe it was the stop drinking part, bud. So this is why. But the thing is, is also we didn't have the research back then on, you know, again, abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. This is clearly like when you show up during a domestic. Yeah. It's like he's clearly punching you in the forehead, screaming eliminate and blasting you up the butt with three gallons of water. You need to leave. No, I love it. It's yeah. like, well, I'm, he, he's changed my life for the better. Yeah. Um, In this case, it's also she. so they're saying like they're willing participants. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. The other thing is she's also saying whenever questioned about it, she'll say, oh, they died of cancer. Oh, they died of tuberculosis. Oh, so she's just like, it wasn't what you're saying. It wasn't me. They were sick when they got here. Yeah. Uh, it's just that the therapy, the cure didn't work. Yeah. You know? Um. So, I mean, honestly, also the wait, other, go ahead. but this is also very similar. I mean, not to go back to the beginning of quack month. Okay. This is very similar to what happened to Steve Jobs. <laughs> like, right. Mm-hmm, like when, mm-hmm. with the, with the apple cider vinegar yeah. people, like this is very Braggs. similar. Yeah. Braggs, the Braggs people like made him starve and all this different yeah. shit. And he had a very treatable form of cancer. Mm-hmm. If, if it hadn't been for the fact that he had so much money that people, the other people would lose money by his death. Yeah, that's the only thing that really stopped them at that time. Exactly, but They're it right. did weaken weaken him enough that it, he had an earlier death. Um, so she has a lot of loyal followers, like yeah. I said. The other thing is that she, like I said, she's a big lady. Yeah, she's tough. Yeah, she has a commanding personality. Is a nice way to put it. Yeah. She's a battle And axe. her patients, some of them are really afraid of her. So, like, they're afraid to speak up and they're afraid to leave because she's actually so terrifying and intimidating. Yeah. That, like, there's people that are not willing to disobey her orders. Yeah. So, this is, like, really aggressive, violent behavior. So, so when I pulled her picture up, yeah. I did get two feelings from her immediately. Yeah. The first feeling was uh, Kathy Bates in that one movie. Misery? Misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But then when I see the one picture where she's older, you know who I'm actually getting the feeling of? Um, mm. What's that What's that show, the Hulu show with the nuns? Not nuns, where the ladies. Nuns. The one with the red stuff. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale, okay. The, the lady who's in charge of the handmaids. Oh, right. That like butch lady. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's the feeling I get from yeah. her of that like command. I, you, that's just like the feeling you get when you look at her picture. Yeah, it's got, she's got bad energy. I'll say that. She does. Um. So here's what the health director said. He said he was going to keep an eye on her. He's keeping an eye on her. And unless she started treating children... He wasn't gonna able to step in. Okay. Yeah, so cause, again, cause these people are choosing this this treatment. He's like they're all over eighteen. They're all over eighteen. They're willing to do it, even with the risks that we all see from the outside. Yeah. And he said, if she ever treats anyone that's a child, they're gonna step in. But these are adults; they can make their own decisions. Okay. Um, but the pattern is there's a pattern forming. Okay. Okay. It's a big pattern. I mean, yeah, we have eleven victims now. <laughs> um. The patients were, um, okay, here's the thing. The autopsy reports would list the deaths as starvation, as the cause of death, unless Hazard performed the autopsies, in which case anything in the whole world would be listed but starvation. Okay. So like if they passed away and then their family came and took them on a ferry back to Seattle, 
the the doctors there would be like, oh, they died of starvation. Yeah. But if they their family wasn't there to move the body, uh, Doctor Hazard yeah. would just be like, oh, they died of something else. Again, a, a cup on their hand. Again, again, her infection. doctorate came via mail. Yeah. Okay. Um, now there is. She's a doctorate the same way I'm a bishop. Because I paid extra. There's a, I did pay extra. I paid the five dollars instead of becoming a free <laughs> reverend. Yeah. I paid. I, I the New Life Church or whatever it is. Yeah. You had to do that. Like I, I did actually pay five dollars years to, ago. Upgrade. I had to create. I created a PayPal account. Yeah. Back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, because a bunch of my friends became ordained ministers. Yep. And I was like, oh, fuck that. And I, paid, <laughs> I wanted to be one step above them. God, there's the petty energy. Again. Yeah. I didn't want to pay. Th- I think a cardinal was 20. <laughs> five was fine. Like five. Oh. Like I had to like, I had to like steal my dad's debit card. Like there wow. was a whole thing. Wow. To I'm like get. Him. What? Yep. The, he was here today. I know. I'm we were doing yard work. I see him. Yeah. Okay. So dealing with some thistles. This is the there's an exception to the pattern. The pattern we're seeing, there's a little pop, little flag. Okay. In 1909, 26-year-old Eugene Stanley Wakelands, okay? Eugene, we're going to say Eugene. Uh 26-year-old Eugene's decomposing body was found on Hazard's property. Oh. Um the son of a British lord had died as a result of a bullet wound to his head. Whoa. Yeah. So it was presumed a suicide, right? By who? Linda? Uh, by the police. Okay. They were like, this is a suicide. Okay. Uh, Linda Hazard had power of attorney over this young man's estate, though. All right. And so when, she was the executor. Uh-huh. And she wired his lawyer uh, demanding that she needed more funds to pay his bills at the mortuary. Uh, Later, the British vice council in Tacoma speculated that he had been shot by Hazard, who was frustrated to learn that despite his uh, aristocratic family, he wasn't actually rich. Yeah, it's just a title. Mm -hmm. It's just a title. Okay. So... This is the beginning of a new pattern. Yeah. So they're like, the, out with the old pattern, in with the new pattern. Um, we're going to be introduced to two new gals. Okay. Dorothea. Oh, sorry. I forgot to add to the, my tally. We're yeah. up to 12 now. Eugene. Um, Dorothea and Claire Williamson. Okay. Okay. They're two sisters in their early 30s, and they're very rich. Ooh. Very rich. Okay. Um, they're British. They're hypochondriacs. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to say something real Go quick because this is this is like the fourth British people. Yeah, Britain is very far from Washington. So far, like that's the part that keeps being crazy to me. Like yeah. them getting to like maybe Chicago. I'm like, all right, like yeah, it's a little while. But like getting all the way to Washington is. But again, nuts. if you were in Chicago in 1911, yeah, you would run away to upstate Washington for sure. Yeah, it smelled of beef and shit everywhere well yeah i know i'm I'm saying though like someone going from london right or from cardiff all the way you can tell i'm a doctor who fan because i brought up cardiff but going from there to america is already crazy enough yeah like to get to the east coast of america yeah right to then go to washington state well i've never been to washington state and i've been in this country my entire life. I know. I keep trying to get you to go there. I know. Well, I want to eat delicious salmon. I, w- I want to go to Ivar's and not starve to death. 
<laughs> they looked like their menu had really good crab. Cakes. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, wait, no, don't look it up now. So, uh, so rich British ladies. rich British ladies who are hypochondriacs, and they have financial control of their large estate. Okay. Okay. They are both running their own money, and um, while visiting Victoria, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Here, this is going to answer your question for you. They're visiting Victoria, British Columbia, and oh, they Canada. read an advertisement for Hazard's book in this Seattle newspaper. They ordered it and received her brochure promoting her, in quotes, Institute of Natural Therapeutics in Olala. Gotcha. Okay, so they're in British Columbia. So they're in Canada. All right, you know, this suddenly makes a lot more sense. Okay. Because, yeah, okay, now it makes more clam sense. clam jam? Yeah, I pulled up Ivar's. I yeah, found wait, it. Wait, go Since, back. Uh, use the little arrow on the left there. It said thing? clam jam. Clam jam. Clam jam. Thursdays. Every oh, Thursdays, they got a clam jam. It keeps jumping. Let's go. 7.30 to 9 at Ivar's. We're trying to get to that clam jam. I was looking at all their locations. They have acres of clams. Okay. They have a salmon house. Ooh. I don't know what that word is. Mm-hmm. Seafood bar, stadiums. Are they in stadiums? Oh, uh, yeah. You can go I to sports venues and eat Ivar's. What the fuck? They're in the Lumen Field. They're in T-Mobile Park. All right. All right, we're I'm going. I'm saying, Ivar's feeding the people. So okay. she reads the newspaper. She is, they're, they're both sold. So they decided to travel from British Columbia. <laughs> I'm picturing them like this. Many. We would like some many, please. So no, we they can... don't need it. They're in charge of their estate. Oh, shit, that's right. I told yeah. you, yeah, yeah they're yeah. 30 years old. They're okay. in charge of their estate. And they're, nobody can tell them nothing, okay? I, I'm going to picture this way. Jonathan Esquire, please wire money to Ulala, Washington, yeah. so we may go starve to death and be punched in the forehead while being blasted in the ass with up to three liters of water. Oh, We're British, right, British, so we do liters. liters. Nice. Yes. Um, so they decide to go and take her, in quotes, fast and cure. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. They didn't tell their relatives. You're wrong. They didn't tell anybody what they were doing. Oh. They're just going. So the thing is, is their family already didn't like that they were always getting into unorthodox medicine. Because like I, I said, they're hypochondriac. So they're trying everything. I bet they'd already been to Battle Creek. They've, yeah. They've, they've been, probably already been to Kellogg's. They've been to Kellogg's. They've been to all the different they quacks. They probably had apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Who, they've done it all. So they, they're like, they stopped telling their family what they were doing because their family was so like, you guys have to stop. They were probably, every time they You're brought something. You're healthy and fine. Yeah. They're like, you are some of the richest people on earth. Yeah. You can afford food. Yeah. That means you're You're not fine. sick. You're just bored. <laughs> yeah. Basically. You're so rich, you're bored. Yeah. Um, okay. So- At a time when people worked since they were born yep. <laughs> until they died. This children were still in mines. They yearned for the mines. Yeah. Um so in 1911 of February, they visit Hazard in her office. Like hold on real quick. Okay, go ahead. They had just banned like it had child like child labor mm-hmm. had just been banned. Yeah. Like like maybe a weekend before this. <laughs> like I want to be clear to put this in people's minds. Like we're very close to the, like go back do yourself a favor and look up. There is an image of child miners, like kids who worked in coal mines. Yeah. And they're like smoking pipes. <laughs> These kids look so old well, as children. They had a hard life. Yeah. And they're like seven. Yeah. And they're like fucking taxes. Like this is crazy. <laughs> and they're the generation that built the generation that built the boomers. So yeah. 
It's fine. Everybody's yeah. fine. God damn. Um, yeah, these kids didn't need no fucking participation trophies. The canary died. We yeah, gotta get were, out of here. They were too busy. Yeah, the participation trophy was being able to bring the canary home every night. <laughs> Alive. <laughs> Just picture them all cram in the elevator with the little canary. Oh, look at these children over here. They're elementary school enjoying field day. When we had field day, we were out in a field actually picking crops. Okay. And then we had to have union fight wars because <laughs> the unions would show up and say, these children shouldn't be picking crops. And we said, Fuck you, Union Communists! So we fought them while they wore red bandanas. We wore yellow bandanas. Yeah, and, and that's those, how that's how the term shorts and shirts and skins have been invented. And, that, and that's where the bandanas and the pockets being color coded comes from too. Yeah, <laughs> before they made it all gay. <laughs> I got lightheaded on that. Yeah, you're talking too much. Talking too much like a seven year old child. <laughs> that's seven year old child. I'm a seven year old child who works in a textile factory. Because my hands are small I, enough to reach around gears. I, and I've got less fingers than most, which makes it even better. Because oh. I lose them in the machinery. Yeah, but don't worry. My my lips are smooth from the fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, you're, it's going too far. This is, this is, this is going too this far. It's a very ADD episode. Um, so, but, 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 they go and they visit Hazard uh, in her office at the Northern Bank and Trust Building. Okay. Um, they're told there that her sanitarium wasn't ready yet, but she would treat them in Seattle. So basically, in her pamphlets, she was saying that the sanitarium already existed. Yeah, so she's describing but, something like Battle Creek, yeah. like this big, amazing, beautiful hospital. Exactly. And it's not but there. But it doesn't exist. Yes. So as soon as they meet her at her, in quotes, office. Which is a hotel. Which is, oh, this was in a bank. Okay. Um, she was like, oh, no, like it's still under construction, but don't worry. But she took them to Seattle. Again, on the ferry across and treated them in a hotel in Seattle. I think it's because they were fancier. So she wanted them to like be in a fancier yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. That's what it seemed like. Um, the sisters settled in the Buena Vista apartments under the care of Dr. Hazard's osteopathic nurse. So she had nurses that she hired. Okay. Um, I bet they were pleasant. They, I'm going to use this word lightly. They survived mostly on thin vegetable broth. So okay. they only ate vegetable broth. I want to I want to make something very clear. Yeah. Um, if a doctor is starving to you, mm-hmm. you don't have to pay them. You can starve yourself for free. Okay, we already put a warning on no, this I episode. No, I know that. I know, I know, I understand that. I know, ourselves. I understand. Don't starve yourself. <laughs> but... Don't pay someone to starve you. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> that is fucking lunacy. I really... Okay, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But I could literally do a five-hour episode... On people on who the, are being no, paid. No, on the $5 billion industry that is diet culture. No, I understand and how that. how paying people to help you not eat is a big thing. It's just... Okay. I just feel like paying to not do something... Is wild. I'm going to explain to you Weight Watchers points, okay? And it's going to ruin your damn day. You know what? Save it for a year from now. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Hazard would arrive regularly to provide hour-long enemas. Jesus. And her pummeling massages oh my to God. the gals. <laughs> and these are small... 30-year-old British ladies. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, I'm going to now. Oh, no. Oh, la, la, Washington. So while they're getting these really long enemas and getting their uh, massages, yeah, 
Um, I'm picturing someone from Downton Abbey. She, you should. She, getting this shit she's like, out. she's still talking to them like they're friends, right? She's talking to them the way that like. They're literally having the shit beat out of them. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're literally yeah, having. Very literally. There's so much poop in your body and it's making your blood <laughs> dirty. And then they're like, that's not how blood or poop works. Nobody if knew that blood, back then. It, no, literally people did. People who actually went to school. Just because you have I, a raised seal I on a piece know, of paper. I know, but I'm trying to defend these two women who are getting literally who are shit beat out so of them. so rich. And so just eating broth, which oh is funny God. because there's like a whole subsect of people on the internet right now trying to get people to just eat bone broth. Yeah, don't do that. Um, liver King. So, fuck, dude, Liver King. Yeah. Um, Alex Jones was selling bone broth for a while. Who... Also, but I will say one thing. Okay, go ahead. Bone broth? Yep. Cool name. (laughs) Every time I hear it, I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then you drink it and you're like, this is just just fucking fucking broth. It's just stock. Put some vegetables in it. It's just fucking. A ham hock. Some beans. Am I wrong? Bone broth, right? Yeah. It's just chicken stock? It's usually beef. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's okay, beef stock. It's just stock though, right? No, it would be... Consi- okay, so there's a difference between broth and stock. Okay, I don't know this. That's I'm why I'm asking you. I, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure I might get corrected on this, but okay. stock is usually when you have the vegetables in the water with the bones. Okay. So as you boil it, you're getting that vegetable flavor with the bone flavor. Okay. And then if you just do bones, that's broth. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So you're paying more for less. Exactly. Because you're, again, fucking stupid. Okay. There are probably people that listen to this that like bone broth. It's uh, they have it for breakfast, like Gwyneth Paltrow. No, that'd be beef broth, is what it actually is at the end of the day. But go ahead. Okay, so um, here's the thing: she's pummeling them, she's Kill. jamming the water up, she's not feeding them. Yeah, she's but she's still talking to them like they're friends, and she's their doctor. Yeah, and while she's talking to them, she starts inquiring about their lives, about their you know what they do for fun, yeah. about their business affairs. About like the things in their life. And she's like, oh, you know what? You, if you need to store any of your items, I have a safe in my office. And I can let you keep all of your diamond rings, real estate deeds, and all that stuff in the safe. So you're not just keeping it in your hotel room in Seattle. That's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, by April, uh, the sisters were emaciated and delirious. All right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so they were, she, okay, so they're cuckoo bananas because, again, they're hungry and getting beaten up and uh, they're not well. So she transfers them to um, Ulala. Okay. Okay. So she, because, I, again, I, I get, there's not enough information on this. Yeah. But it seems like from what I was reading that they had wanted to be in Seattle because they're rich, fancy gals. Yeah. And she wanted them to be on Ulala. Uh, because she had more control there, because that's like yeah. where all of her things were and her people. Um, so once they were so delirious that she could just control she them, she pays for a fa- an ambulance ferry and gets them both to the island. Gotcha. And so that they're away from Seattle people. And then she's like, "Welcome to my shack." Kind of. Yeah. So should we take a break here? Yeah, I think we should take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know what? I feel bad for Ever's advertising in, in the middle of this. Oh, well, somebody did tell me there was a better help ad. Oh, well, fuck them. <laughs> We'll be right back. <laughs> Unless you're listening on Patreon, then uh, you're still here. Okay, yeah, great. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we've returned. We're back. I just ate so many snacks. You really just went crazy like a feral raccoon. I... Realized I didn't really eat much of a dinner. Yeah. And then listening to these idiots starve themselves to death. Hey, these people are being victimized. No, I understand that. Like mm-hmm. idiots. Okay. Um, They are being convinced to not eat for mm. money. Yeah. And I just watched you not chew a tasty cake. Yeah. I just took two Casey takes, <laughs> to swat the them like a duck. Yeah. Like one of those big pelicans. Yeah. You just, oh. ate, you just ate all your dinner snacks as a pelican. Yes. Um, okay. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because I was thinking about it mm-hmm. while I was uh, woofing down uh, Hershey bars, <laughs> uh, a bag of potato chips, uh-huh. and some tasty cakes. Yeah. And a refill of water that I put in my mouth, not up my butt. Yeah, okay. Uh, I want to be clear, I did not put three gallons of water up my asshole. <laughs> not <laughs> not in the break time of 15 minutes, no. No, no not during that time. Um, I've been thinking a lot, though, about Linda Hazard. Yeah. And who I would have her play Okay. in a, in a like, like a television, not like a movie. Yeah. But, you know, again, like a miniseries. A miniseries, yeah. And I've come down to two people in my mind. Okay. I already know who's in my mind. Okay. Well, one is young Kathy Bates. Because, again, I keep picturing, because Kathy Bates is very good at domineering. Yeah, she's great at that. And controlling. And the other one is a lady who played Nurse Ratchet or Kai Wynn in Deep Space Nine. She the, the in the old one floor oh, of the cuckoo's nest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her? I can't um, remember her name. I think those are great options. Yes, but I think you're wrong. Okay. Because when I picture Linda Hazard, yeah. there's only one actress that can really nail the aggression, the anger, and the bone structure of this woman's face. That's Glenn Close. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're Glenn right. Glenn Close. Yeah, because you know what it is. Glenn Close carries herself like someone who could judo throw you. Absolutely. Because I feel like Linda was just like hucking bitches. Exactly. She was like, I'm adding punching to this therapy. Yeah. Because I need to work through something. Yeah, she's in her early 40s now. Uh, So she's in her early 40s was when she started to take people from these two British ladies Mm -hmm. that she has now stolen from Seattle. Mm -hmm. They're delirious. They're emaciated. Yes. And she's now moved them to Ulala, Washington. She, yep. She well, here's the thing. Before you get there, yeah, she hired a private ambulance to move them there yes. to get on the ferry. Yeah. Before they get on the ambulance, just before they get out of the dock, Doctor Hazard's private attorney obtained what is described as a very shaky signature from Claire, and that shaky signature was on an amendment to her will leaving a monthly stipend of 25 pounds sterling per year to Hazard's, in quote, institute, adding that in case of death, she wanted her body cremated under the charge and direction of Dr. Linda Burfield Hazard. Okay. All right. All right. So that's 
that's pretty crazy. So now, uh, so now, I mean, okay. So you mentioned before that there's Linda. Whatever happened to Sam? We don't know what happened to Sam at this Sam's point. Sam's here the whole time. He's just, Sam's a business partner. Okay, he's just off to the side getting hammered. Mm-hmm, he's he's acting like um like a bully probably the whole time. Okay, gotcha. He's really. So we have Sam. We have the nurses. Yeah. And then now there's a lawyer. So there's yeah. a, this is a, this she is has a, a business model. This is a crew. She has a crew. Okay. And like in my mind, I think allegedly, they're all dead, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I feel I'm like not hitting Sam allegedly probably, once this I episode. think Sam probably is the guy that shot the guy Eugene. You know what I mean? Like he feels yeah. like the lackey, the drunkard. That's who Sam feels like. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay. On April 30th, the sisters, they have a childhood nanny. Her name's Margaret Conway, Marge, she receives a cryptic telegram summoning her to visit them in Ulala. She set sail from Sydney, Australia. Oh, when wow. She got the te- when she got the telegram. Okay. And a week later arrived in Seattle on June 1st. Okay. Which is a quick fucking boat ride. Well, that like by this point, you had you had better boats. Better boats. You know, they definitely did have better boats. I never really thought about how you could get from there to there in a week. Yeah. That's not bad. Because you're going that way. Yeah, yeah. Right? But you know what's crazy is, yeah, you're going across. <laughs> I, made this, I made a gesture with my arm yeah. as though anyone could see me. Yeah, you're going across <laughs> the Pacific. Yeah, instead of, because in my mind, you'd go Well, around. you know, like, I've thought about us maybe going to Australia. and then Maybe. I would, We're definitely going to Australia. But then I always think about like the 18-hour plane ride. And that's where I'm like, oh. Yeah. Because like. To get to L.A. actually isn't that bad from here, but no. to go from L.A. to Australia, I think is like twelve. That's a long ass plane ride. It's a long. I mean, I know, and I know there's a layover for mm. us because we'd have to get. And to... Australia is fucking huge. Australia is huge. It's huge. It's, it's it looks ha- small on the maps they gave us in uh, grade school when they were allegedly teaching us things. That my my grade school actually explained that to us mm-hmm. and showed us globes. Okay, we're uh, gonna. I went to the same little schools that they didn't let the coal miner kids go to. Yeah, apparently. I know. So, uh, here's the thing. So Africa's tiny when you compare it to Greenland. Marge. Wow, more people live in Greenland. So many people live in Africa when it's so small. Marge is on the boat. And when she gets off the boat, guess who's there to meet her? Samuel Hazard. Uh-oh. Meets her at the boat. That's crazy that I asked who, where yeah, he was. And you're, like, and you're like, he's read the next he's ready, fucking paragraph. He's ready. Um, and they take, he takes, uh, Conway to Linda's Seattle office. So again, he's in the direction now he's in charge. He's the driver. Um, there Conway was told that Claire was dead and that Dorothea was insane. So she gets off the boat. Sam meets her. He's like, Oh, I'm Dr. Hazard's partner in business, blah, blah. And then they sit down with uh, Dr. Hazard and she starts explaining to him, like, you know, we know that you're upset and concerned, but listen, Claire died and Dorothea has gone insane as part of her medical issues. Okay. Okay. And this is the lady who had raised them since childhood. Yeah, the nanny. This is basically their version of a mother. Yeah, because rich people don't have moms, they have nannies. Yeah, exactly. So I'm mean, like, this lady has cared for them since mm-hmm. childhood. Okay. Uh, So she is then taken to the ER Butterworth and Sons mortuary and shown an embalmed body. But Marge did not recognize it as Claire. Now, uh, devil's advocate, a starved body might look very different. Yes, it would would be very gaunt in the eyes. But at the other side, it could have just not been Claire. Yeah. And they could have paid off uh, the mortuary Mm -hmm. to show a fake body. Um, she was then taken to Olala for a reunion with Dorothea, 
who was now described as a human skeleton living alone in a cabin no better than a shack. So you were right. Hey! She moved them to a shack, um, again, because they're so delirious that they can't argue with her. Yeah. Right? Um, Dorothea immediately begged Marge to take her away. But the next day when Marge came to pick her up, she withdrew her request and insisted that the cure was doing her a world of good and that she didn't need to leave. She was just overreacting. Okay. So she definitely got punched in the head all night mm-hmm. as they yelled, evacuate. Mm-hmm. You're staying here with us. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is one thing uh, with these stories, especially from the 1900s. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things that's like, all right, well, let's, tomorrow morning I'll take you. It's like, why not right now? Right now. You literally, the one sister's dead. Yeah. The doctor who murdered her told you that this one's insane. Yep. Like, and she's a human skeleton. Human skeleton. Okay. Okay. So Margaret stayed with Dorothea. She's like, okay, we don't have to leave, but I'm staying with you, hoping to convince her to leave at a later date. Right? So she's going to stay there. She's going to mm-hmm. monitor her, keep eyes on the crazy. Um, she did try to sneak her some rice and flour. So like, remember how I told you they were eating nothing but broth? Yeah, yeah. She started mixing in flour into the broth to try to make it like more uh, oh. calorically dense. Yeah, yeah. Um. Trying, which is smart. She's not trying to be like eat a cheeseburger because that would yeah, kill her. Exactly. But she, she's she, trying she, to. There's no way her body could handle it at that. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. So she's slowly putting rice and flour into this in the soups and the broth. By the way, this is where I, I found out some more details about the broth that they're all drinking, uh, eating, drinking. It was made from canned tomatoes, and I can't think of anything worse. Canned tomato broth. Mm. Oh, what a what a thing. At um, least give me grilled cheese to dip in it. <laughs> You're really missing the point of what she's doing. I know. I understand what she's doing. This is she's... why you're never going to get the cure, Tasty Cakes. <laughs> Listen, if a doctor ever looked me dead in the face and was like, you can't eat Tasty Cakes, I would look at him and be like, you're a fucking quack. You're a quack. What's next? I can't have ice cream? Yeah. You fucking went, take your apple cider vinegar, blow it out your ass. And You've already like, taken. No, exactly. We're going to blow already it out took, your ass. They already took cigarettes from me. They're not taking my goddamn Tasty Cakes. You'll take my butterscotch crippets from my cold, dead hands. Okay. You know what? People, so there's people listening to this don't know what butterscotch crippet is, and that's fun. Yeah, you know what? That's great um, for them. So It's delightful. Um, okay, so usually... Someone in Brazil is listening to this who does not know what a butterscotch crimpet Google is. Google a butterscotch crimpet. And then Google. imagine pleasure. <laughs> so... Okay, usually all the patients are kept separate. Here's something like yeah. she keeps them all in like separate hotel rooms. They're not allowed to hang out with each other. Yep. She separated Claire and Dorothea. Like they were oh. not allowed to communicate with each other. So the one doesn't know the other one might be dead. You know what? I couldn't figure that out. I think that Dorothea knew. I think Dorothea knew because Marge told her. Okay. But I don't think she knew before that. Ooh. Okay. So patients are usually separated. Um, but on the 4th of July... There was a big celebration, and everybody was outside during the 4th of July celebration. Now, Marge is still there with Dorothea. She refuses to leave her side. Yeah. Um, people started coming up to Marge, seeing her being a healthy person that was there, begging her to get them out, saying they were prisoners. So I cannot describe, like, in my mind palace, yeah, like skeleton it was just like people. skeleton people clawing at this woman, being like, we're prisoners, let us out. Yeah. Like, terrifying to think about um at that same event uh the fourth of july event 
Conway noted, because again, everybody had diaries back then, she noted that Dr. Hazard was wearing Claire's favorite silk dressing gown and her favorite hat. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So also while she's staying here, she has learned that Dorothea had given do- the both of the so like again the hazards Sam and Linda yeah Dorothea had given the hazards power of attorney so like during all of this she had signed yeah. over power of attorney to them as well over herself um and they had been helping themselves to her funds yeah so um at some point this feels you know what's funny mm, is this feel not really funny not funny this feels a lot like social security scams though oh when people this is exploit financial exploitation yeah it's financial exploitation but i'm saying but it feels a lot like now people do this to old people and even when those old people have died they'll still collect the social security checks as they're coming in and like hide the bodies and shit it's like this is a hundred percent not even that that's this is what people this is what uh adult children who are abusive to their abusive parents. to their elderly parents they get they f- get fake power of attorneys and yep. then clear their bank accounts and say but they owe me that money and then i get really mad um so at a certain point marge announces to dr hazard that she's leaving but she's taking dorothea with her mm-hmm. okay she's like i'm out of here i gotta go and i'm taking dorothea you can't stop me Dr. Hazard said that Dorothea was not free to leave. Um, The Hazards had obtained the legal guardianship over her. So they took the power of attorney documentation and then went and got a guardianship. Okay. And I could do a deep dive into what guardianship means and why it's so crazy. But like having a guardianship over somebody is a doctor getting a guardianship over a patient is fucking insane in this scenario. Um, and so they're like, she can't leave because she is under our guardianship and you have no rights to her. Basically, she's our property. I want to point something out. Yeah. This is in America. This is in America. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Get a gun. Okay. Just shoot Sam in the face. Oh. I feel like if you shoot Sam, mm-hmm. Linda would be like, oh, Sam. And I don't then, think so. You think Glenn Close? She'd be like, good, finally, get rid of that motherfucker. No, I feel like mm. I feel like that weirdly. Mm-hmm. It's one of those weird ones where I just she's like a big close in the little circle glasses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. No, but I think it's one of those one weirdly where she's like a big bad bitch to everybody, but like except when it comes to Sam. Oh yeah, she probably has a soft spot. for Yeah, Sam. just soft, soft spam. Um, he punches her in the forehead. Whoa, eliminate. Um, <laughs> so they put your three gallons of water inside of me, Sam. Sam and Linda explain to Dorothea that she would be spending the rest of her life with them. So they're going to murder her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So upon hearing this news, at a certain point, Marge Conway, the nanny, sneaks off the property and sends a cable to the sisters, Claire and Dorothea's uncle in Portland. So okay. they have an uncle in Portland. She sends a cable to them and is like, SOS, you have to help us. We're in trouble. He comes down to uh he comes down to help dorothea at this point weighs 60 pounds jesus okay um when he shows up they're like we're taking her there's no stopping us i hope he shows up with a big gun and he's and they say okay you can take her but she can't leave because she still owes a bill and so they present her with a him with a two thousand dollar bill 
like of of things that she owes for care, even though they've been taking her money the whole time. They've been taking her money, also directly, not giving her anything directly out of the account. They've been they've been taking water, mm-hmm. which at that time was free. Yep, mm-hmm. blasting her in the ass with it. Yeah, they've been punching her in the forehead, uh-huh. and they've been giving her tomato broth. Yeah, gross. And that is two thousand mm-hmm. dollars in nineteen hundred money. Nineteen hundred money. That's a lot of money. So here's the thing: the uncle. I I couldn't find a lot about the uncle. I wish I could, because they paid the ransom, but he negotiated a better number. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He was like, I love this. He was like, yeah, okay, fine. I love that for him. And it's like, okay, it's a ransom. I get it. Yeah. Where? How about it? What? What about one grand? Okay. So yeah. they they agreed to let her leave for the in quotes bill, but he wouldn't pay the full two grand. He was like yeah. a lower number, right? Which you can do with debt collectors. I want to just let everybody yeah. know you yeah. can do that True. when a debt collector finally buys you. They don't buy your, your bill for the full amount. Yeah. So, so the British vice consul in Tacoma brought pressure to um, brought pressure down on Kitsap County. Now, again, Ulala is in Kitsap County. Yeah. They want the county to prosecute Hazard. And... The prosecutor, the county, said they couldn't afford it because she was too wealthy. Again, she's very successful at what she's doing. Yeah. She's stealing people's jewels and money yeah. and charging them this for this cure, in quotes. So she's so successful and financially well off that they're like, we actually can't afford to prosecute her. She's murdered 13 people. So <laughs> I just here's be, the thing. I just want to remind everybody, she's, she's murdered 13 that people. That we know of. Here's the thing. Dorothea is well now. Dorothea's had a grilled cheese sandwich, babes. All right. She's in Portland with her uncle and Marge. They're feeding her. They went to a They're, real they doctor. They stopped punching her. Yeah. She's drinking. She probably had a nice Coca-Cola with a slip cocaine in it. You know, I don't yeah. remember what year that was invented. Yeah. But no, they had, this is this is this is Coke Coke. <laughs> Coke <laughs> this, Coke. Is, this isn't new Coke. Uh, this isn't Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. I would love a Diet Coke right now. Yeah. Um, so Dorothea hears about the the British vice council trying to get this to happen, and she offers to pay for the prosecution in full. Dorothea's like, oh, you need money? Bet. I got money. They murdered my sister. Yeah. So they, she says she's going to pay for the prosecution. In August of 1911, Linda Hazard is arrested. Yo, mm-hmm. let's hear it for the boys. <laughs> I mean, still ACAP, but fuck Linda Hazard. Yo, um, the Tacoma Daily News headline read, Officials expect to expose starvation atrocities. Dr. Hazard depicted as a fiend. A fiend. A fiend. Yo, R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> oh. Well, he was the fiend. I know. That I was love one of his puppets. wrestling characters. I love his puppets. Yeah. Um, Dr. Hazard said that she was being persecuted because she was a successful woman. And <laughs> she can't keep girl boss. She's she's gonna get keep girl boss this. And now she's gaslighting. Exactly. And this is back when they had gaslight. <laughs> um, and that the cabal of traditional doctors yes! resented her success and opposed natural cures. We're back at this is you could read this statement on Instagram right now. Oh my god. About a bone broth babe. A bone broth babe. A bone broth babe selling bone. Bloom uh, green powder talking about traditional does, doctors don't want you to know about these natural cures. You know what? Because of the cabal. You know what? 
they don't want you to think about. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, she told reporters, this is a quote, I intend to get on the stand and show up that bunch. They've been playing checkers, but it's by move. I'll show them a thing or two when I get on the stand. So she's pulling the old Trumpy. Mm-hmm. They're playing checkers, but I'm playing chess. And yeah. someone's like, we're playing law. <laughs> <laughs> this is law, you fucking psycho. So here's the thing. Her lawyer uh, never let her get on the stand. <laughs> of course. So they were like, you're not allowed to go on the stand. This is like just last week when Trump was like, I'm going to give a big speech. And they were like, shut the absolute fuck up, you psycho. Comma. But the judge admonished her for signaling the witnesses through that veiled threat of oh. like when she makes this statement to the press saying, when I get on the stand, it's very that. It's very truth social, intimidating witnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the judge. Oh, because you know what? She's probably like, I'm a doctor when those people, she's, she's implying I'll tell everybody their secrets. But when these people are starving to death yeah. and begging to not get their asshole blasted open by three gallons of water, mm -hmm. they tell me all of their secrets about what they thought about their own mothers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'll get up there and I'll say what Jerome H.J. Pickens really thinks about his <laughs> voluptuous H.R. Pickens? Yeah. H.R. Pickens. Um, okay. So dis uh, besides the damning medical testimony... A complete paper trail. And all of the murders. Including a forged diary entry saying Claire wanted Linda Hazard to have her diamonds. It made it clear that the Hazards, Linda and Sam, were crooks. So they had so much paper trail. Can I, can I be clear about one thing? Yeah, of course. Also, I just want to just throw this out there. Okay. Their names also, Hazard. Yeah, should have seen it's like a fucking, I'm just, I want to throw this out there. Comment. I mean, listen, y'all, y'all, yeah. we don't want to judge people based on certain things. Yeah. But when your name. Mm -hmm. It's fucking Sam and Linda Hazard. Yep. And you got fucking 13 bodies attached to you. Yep. You're guilty. <laughs> like, I don't know. Here's the thing. Dr. Hazard still has defenders. She has loyalists. Of course she point, does. Including her loyal staff members. Yeah. Her patients. Yeah. And uh, John Ivar Hogland testified for her that even though his wife Daisy had been Hazard's first Washington victim. He had faith in Dr. Hazard's medicine and had been taking his son, Ivar, for her treatments three times a week, even after his wife's death. Shut the fuck up. No. Ivar restaurants? Yeah. Ivar? He kept taking the kid there for treatment. But the one fucking guy said that if he, she treated kids, he'd take her down. I know. I know there some somehow he was somehow that slipped through the fucking medical examiner out here fucking not doing medical exams. Yeah, this kid is being starved every for three times a week. Yep. And then he said, listen to me, murdered his mom. We're doing what was it called? Clam, clam jam. Clam jam. We're doing a clam jam. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, by the way, the jury comes back with a verdict of manslaughter. Fuck yeah. Uh, the press theorized... It should be premeditated murder. I mean, the, honestly, that's murder one. <laughs> the press, that's premeditated. She's, I'm going to starve these people to death. I'm going to wear their, their pretty dresses. Uh, the I'm going to forge documents. <laughs> I'm going to get them so hungry that I'm going to manslaughter. Get the fuck out of here. The press theorized that if she had been a man, the verdict would have been murder. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's because she's a woman that she didn't get a harsh. She had sense. that stupid woman brain is what they said. Wow. They were like, but this is back when phrenology was still science. Yeah. 
Okay, here's the thing. Like during sentencing, during the trial, yeah, she was still practicing and she killed two more people while she was on trial and being sentenced. <laughs> she got up to 15? Yeah, she the two two more patients passed Yo. away under her care while she was being tried. Yep. Dead air. I am fucking <laughs> No, I'm flabbergasted. Flabber, yeah, flabbergasted. She fucking murdered Mhm. Oh my god. In 1912, Hazard was convicted of manslaughter for the death of Claire Williamson, who weighed less than 50 pounds at the time of her death. At the trial, it was proven that Hazard had forged Williamson's will and stolen most of her valuables. Which is a proof of fucking premeditated murder. Yes. Yeah. But, well, she, but then I, guess what, I guess their argument, I guess the argument would have been, she wasn't trying to kill them like the other 14 people. Mm-hmm. She was actually just trying to scam them. Yeah, she's just trying to she scam them. She just accidentally murdered them while she's scamming them. Yeah. Which is which is a capital crime. Mm-hmm. If you're committing you're committing a cri- a felony while also murdering someone. Like yeah. if you rob in some states, if you like rob a gas station, right? Uh and then someone has a heart attack while you're robbing the gas station. Yeah. You can be charged with their murder. Yeah. And then and be given the death penalty for that. And it has happened. Yeah. Not uh, with the hazards. Not with fucking so Linda. So she's sentenced to two to 20 years in prison, which she served uh, in the Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla, which I just had to say because it's so fun. Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla, Washington. From Ooh La La. Um, so here's the thing. She's supposed to get two to 20 years, according she's to the 45 judge. 45 when she goes in. I um, get the math. She was released on parole after serving only two years. The Ugh. governor, uh, Ernest Lister, gave her a full pardon. What? Yeah. I looked him up. I couldn't find any reasoning or line that connects him to her in any way. But for some reason, he gave her a full pardon. I, can think I, of, I suspect, think it's just paid off. I suspect that Samuel was still on the outside got some of those diamonds and rubies and jewels and shit. Yeah. And made a payment to the governor and got her out in two. Because she minimum was two years. Yeah. That's well, what I think happened. I here's what I think. I think that there probably one, there probably is definitely some payoff shenanigans. Yeah. And two, like you said, she had a lot of fans. Yeah. And as we know, fans of like culty people like this, especially mm-hmm. quacks, are fucking annoying. Oh my God. And imagine like you're sitting around, you're being the governor, and you're like, let me just shut these fucking people up. What if we just let her go? What if we just let her go? What'd she do? She killed some she killed a rich British lady? Oh god. Fucking I don't like rich British ladies. What are they doing in my country? Yeah, this is America. Yeah. Um, USA. USA. <laughs> USA. Um Oh, a rich British lady didn't know to not eat fucking only soup? How is that a crime? Like that's that's how I see Yeah. This probably racist fucking governor. Yeah. Who's super into phrenology? They're all into phrenology, yep. which is making a comeback. Who by the got? Way. Of course it is, because all this shit we're talking about is making a comeback right yeah. now. Um, because our education system is failing. So she and Samuel, because now she's out. She's out of prison. Okay. Her and Samuel are like, listen, she's forty-seven. We got to, we got to make a move. We got to do something new with our lives. So go to they do. They move to New Zealand. What the fuck did New they Zealand got, people do to they them? They got on a boat and they went to New Zealand. But that's still part of the British Empire and she murdered a British citizen. So she operated under the title of physician, dietitian, and osteopath. What the and fuck? And published another book in New how, Zealand. How she operate? Her diet is don't eat. Yep. That's not a diet. That's I, just not eat. That's mm-mm. fucking... Oh my God. All right. So... All right. 
here's the thing. While she's in New Zealand uh, with this book and this osteopathic uh, thing she's doing and dietitian in quotes thing she's doing, she is really successful. She makes a lot of money. I'm so mad. She kills it, not literally, in New Zealand. She makes so much money that in 1920, she comes back. She takes the boat. She comes back to America, goes back to Ulala in Washington State, and builds her dream sanitarium. Okay? Now, since the state of Washington... Okay, oh, I forgot to say this. After she got uh, prosecuted for manslaughter, the state pulled her medical license. I'd hope quote. so. So, so anyway, she makes all this money in New Zealand. They come back. She decides she's going to build her dream sanitarium. She's been dreaming about her whole life. And the thing is that she doesn't have a medical license. So she calls it a school of health because, again, she's not, it's not a medical thing. It's a school of health. It's a place to learn about health. Um, and it's an incredibly lavish building. It's very Kellogg's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very that. Um, and fun fact, in this beautiful, lavish outfit building, there was a basement autopsy room. Just in case. Oh, wow. Sometimes you just need to make sure you have a little basement autopsy room in your sanitarium for health. She's 53 at this point, by the way. Um, her inpatients, they fasted for days, weeks, or months of a diet consisting of a small amount of tobatoes, asparagus juice, which is the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I've had a lot of green juices in my life, but never once did I think I want to put asparagus in that juicer. Um, and occasionally she would give them orange juice. I'm assuming that make sure they don't get scurvy. Yeah, I think she's like, if their teeth fall out, they might run away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while some of the patients survived and publicly endorsed Hazard's methods, dozens died under her care. God damn it. <laughs> Hazard claimed that the deceased had succumbed to their undisclosed, uh, undiagnosed illnesses, such as cancer or cirrhosis of the liver. It was the cirrhosis of the liver that killed them. It wasn't um, the tomato juice. I am so mad. Uh, <laughs> this, this is like infuriating. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. I. Okay, you know, you so, know that saying of like, how do they keep getting away with it? Like, that's how I feel right now. Like, yeah. how did she keep getting away with this? She's murdered over 30 people now. Yeah. What do you mean? She's doing really good at her job. Yeah. Over 30 people are dead. And she's just like walking around. She's like, ah, he had cancer. Yeah. You're wearing his watch. Well, I need to know what time it was to well, not feed them lunch. It's time to not die of cancer is what yeah. he would have known if he had had this watch still. Okay, so I forgot to say this, but she named the sanitarium Wilderness Heights. That was its name. Okay. So Wilderness Heights, big sign. But people are still dying. Yeah. Everybody in the town is like starting to notice that people are still dying. Even though she's not a medical doctor. So they started calling it Starvation Heights. Okay. So they'd be like, oh, up on the hill at Starvation Heights. Um, uh-oh. Like, nobody in the town's doing anything about this, though. Like, she was tried and found guilty of murder. Yeah. Everyone knows what she did. Yeah. It, yeah she still returned to the same fucking... Came all the right town. back. Go oh. to a different fucking town. If there's anything we've learned from these cult leaders and these quacks, is you can move 
anywhere in 1900. She moved to New Zealand and was super successful. She, she could have, built- but she just wanted to go back to fucking ooh la la Washington. I bet there was some lady named Kathy, and she just wanted to rub She's it in like, Kathy's Fuck you, face. Kathy, I'm gonna build my sanitarium. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I did find there's this guy named Earl. Okay, this name is gonna kill me. Earl Edward Erdman. I'm just gonna call him Earl. Earl was a civil engineer with the city of Seattle, and he kept a diary um, detailing his whole treatment while he was there. He was just the kind of person that kept a diary as it was. Yeah. But so I, there is like uh, passages from his diary that were pulled. Okay. And so I'm going to read them again. If you have uh, issues or triggers with food, pause, take a break, maybe, because this is, this is bad. So February 1st. I saw Dr. Hazard and began treatment on this date. No breakfast, mash soup dinner, mash soup supper. February 5th through 7th, one orange breakfast, mash soup dinner, mash, uh, mash soup supper. So again, dinner is lunch, yeah. supper is dinner for us. February 8th, one orange breakfast, mash soup dinner, mash soup supper. February 9th and 11th, one orange breakfast, strain soup dinner, strain soup supper. February 12th, one orange breakfast, one orange dinner, one orange supper. February 13th, two orange breakfast, no dinner, no supper. February 14th, one cup of strained tomato broth at 6 p.m. February 15th, one cup hot strained tomato soup, night and morning. February 16th, one cup hot strained tomato soup, a.m. and p.m. Slept better last night. Head quite dizzy. Eyes are yellow, streaked red. February 17th, ate three oranges today. February 19th, called Dr. Dawson today at his home. Slept well Saturday night. February 20th, ate strained juice from two small oranges at 10 a.m. Dizzy all day. Ate strained juice uh, of two small oranges at 5 p.m. February 21st, ate one cup Settled and strained tomato broth, back ache today, just below ribs. February 22nd, ate juice of two small oranges at 10 a.m., back ache today in right side, just below ribs. February 23rd, slept but a little last night, ate two small oranges at 9 a.m., went after milk and felt very bad, ate two small oranges at 6 p.m. February 24th, slept better Wednesday night. Kind of frontal headache in the a.m. Ate two small oranges at 10 a.m. Ate one half cup hot tomato soup at 6 p.m. Heart hit up to 95 minute and sweat considerably. February 25th, slept pretty well Thursday night. Ate one half cups tomato broth at 11 a.m. Ate one and a half cups tomato broth at 6 p.m. Pain right below the ribs. February 26th. Did not sleep very well Friday night. Pain in right side just below ribs and back. Pain quite bad at night. Ate one half cup tomato broth at 10.45 a.m. Ate two and a half pump small oranges at 4.30 p.m. Felt better in afternoon. Um, this diet con- continued unchanged until March 28th when he died in the afternoon. 
what the absolute fuck? Yeah. When you're reading that to me, it's a lot like when you do book talk yeah. and they find a diary in the book. Yeah. And it's the guy slowly turning into like a monster being taken over by a demon type of yeah. thing where it's like, you know, Mar- you know, February 16th, so-and-so happened. You know, nails fell out, retur- claws began to appear. Yeah. Like that weird sort of like, again, and also it's the 1920s. Yeah. So a lot of horror stories like Cthulhu style HP Lovecraft diaries yeah. are written this way. So like listening to it, and it's like, had a headache. Eat something, fuckhead. This yeah. is you've yelled this at me. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, my head hurts. You're like, did you eat lunch? I'm like, oh, I forgot. How do you forget? And I, I'm like, now I don't. Yeah, nobody. But also, I thought it was crazy interesting because in the beginning, he's getting mash soups, which is like there's fiber, there's there's probably yeah. a, a whole vegetable or two in there, and then suddenly it switches to strain soups. So now we're just talking about clear broth. Yeah. And orange, like wild and like when he starts documenting the pain below the ribs like that's your stomach failure. eating yeah, itself your kidney yeah. failure no but that's all these different things but also like his brain is literally eating itself yeah that's the reason why but like this is so fucking wild um so yes he died on march 28th uh from starvation obviously yeah um okay so that okay in 1935 the sanitarium burned to the ground good I could find no information about how or why. Yeah. I assume some very hungry person. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm assuming people were too weak to escape. Oh, well, I didn't. Yep. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm, that's the only thing yeah. I can believe. I mean, the one guy sat there and starved him. He starved to death over 60 days. Yeah. At some point in there, he would not be able to get up and run to get to be able to run from the smoke inhalation. Yeah. He'd be too weak. So the sanitarium burns down in 1935. It was never rebuilt. Okay. So after it burned down, that was it. Um, I theorized when I was like reading about it, I felt like maybe the townspeople did it. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like you were saying like, who is going to step in? Who is going to stop yeah, who's gonna this? Who's going to stop this shit? And like, I don't know. That was like, maybe the town people did it. Yeah. Um, okay. So cut to three years later. Okay. Dr. Hazard, she's still practicing, but not as much. And yeah. I say practicing like she's doing anything really. Yeah. yeah. She's just telling people, don't eat and I'll punch you in the forehead. Um. She is not feeling well. Good. She starts feeling really bad. Oh, she should stop eating. So. It's weird how she's been eating this whole time. I just want to point that out. <laughs> so, she's been eating this whole time. Yeah. Okay. So because she doesn't feel good, yeah. she embarks on a fast because it's going to cure her. Good. She's going to fast because she's feeling sick. I hope somebody punches her um, in the fucking forehead. She dies of starvation while attempting this cure for her sickness that she was feeling. Fuck yeah. So she did. She died of her own cure. Fuck yeah. You know what? Let me just sit real quick. I just want to just throw this out there. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I wanted you to keep the picture up, remember I was yeah, saying yeah. like leave the pictures up? Um, we can put it on the thing, um, the cover. See that on the bottom right there, that one? Yeah. That's her uh, before she dies. I'm not putting that up. Uh, but I'm saying that's how. No, I know. That's what her and her victims look like. That's what she looked like. Yeah, I'm not putting that up. That it's is insane. uh That's insanely disturbing. It reminds yeah. me a lot. Obviously, uh, we hit the guarantee button. Yeah. So I will say it reminds me of Civil War soldiers who were kept at Antietam Prison. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. That is. I mean, that's how the, the picture. It's a black exactly. and white photo. She looks like a human skeleton. Uh, with the skin barely on. Yeah. If you type in Linda Hazard, it'll come up on, and then click image search. 
Uh, one, two, three, four. The second and the fourth images that popped up. You can also yeah. see her mugshot and some other pictures of her in here. And you'll be like, you're right. It could be Glenn Close. Yeah. And there's the sisters. Yep. They were, look at them. They were so fancy. Yeah. I mean, they look like healthy women. They look like fancy rich ladies in the Yeah. No, 1900s. they definitely do. But the other thing about like this whole, it's just so wild. Um, like the whole thing is just fucking wild. Like when you when you scroll down and go through all this different stuff, yeah. there's that one girl. I know you know her name because I see her sometimes on TikTok who's starving herself to death. The cottage cheese and egg girl with mustard. Or whatever she is, but she she does TikTok live sometimes. And it's uh, just been like a she's like an oh, emo girl. Oh, Eugenia Cuny. Yeah. Oh yeah. People have written many. I know a lot of our listeners have written in and asked me to do an episode on her. We're not. I can't. It's actually just so tragic and awful watching someone. She's wasting away. Pass away live, and there's the thing is, is like it's it's really difficult sometimes to look at the stories that we do and try to bring levity and laughter into them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I could find anything um, light within the story of Eugenia Cuny. It's it's. There's a, there's a two one there is a thing of with a tragedy plus time mm. you can find comedy yeah. there are some things that we can find yeah. on stuff like that but when it's currently happening yeah um it's very difficult it was one of the reasons why I wanted initially to do the Onision episode uh, that I talked about six months ago yeah. and then ended up bailing on it because it's yeah. still active it's so dark um and with her the thing is like I didn't know who she is but she shows up sometimes in my TikTok feed. Because of her TikTok live streams, yeah, she because loves people live are in, yeah because people are engaging with her, and it's just it's very very sad that type of dysmorphia and all these different things that are that are happening, yeah, uh, are very. I'm crazy. glad she doesn't show up on my TikTok algorithm right now. My TikTok algorithm is a random guy in Atlanta TikTok. Is that on yours? No. Okay, <laughs> random guy in Atlanta TikTok. I've got a minute to tell you about this. There's this gal. She's lovely. She recently had a baby. Um, and she was making TikToks about how her, the father of her child is oh, wait, in life. Wait, I know about this one. Oh, wait, now I do. Now she, she calls in. him. She just calls him this random man from Atlanta. And like, she is so charismatic and funny. And so like, she's yeah. just like bringing brevity to this situation in which she has been abandoned by this man and she is struggling as a single mother and like, but she's bringing light to the situation and it's, she's so funny. And then what happened is other women who also know that they are the parents of the same random man in Atlanta started making TikToks about it. And like this lady had thought she was like the fifth, um, the fifth uh, girl with a child. And it turns out she's the seventh. And then the, the random man from Atlanta, again, who she's never said his name and went out of her way to make ne- sure that like, she never even she like, was like anonymity. I'm not going to bring him up. Yeah, cause she, I don't need to. Also, I don't want to get sued. Yeah. All these different things. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then he made a TikTok, being like, this is who I am. Why are you saying I'm from Atlanta? And he showed his ID and he lives in like some township, like an hour outside of Atlanta. So he's like from the suburbs of Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, duh, of course she said Atlanta. That's what people do. Like, they're not yeah. going to say the suburb name. Yeah. Um, and now all seven mothers are on TikTok. They're all communicating with each other. They're all like, let's get together and let the kids meet because they're all related. Like, this man has opened a vortex. The one mom is like, I'm going to court. I'm getting child support. The other one's like, and then he's online talking about how he's going to sue the original creator. 
And but I, he doxed himself. He doxed. She never. That's said the whole thing. That, that's the part that's crazy to me because yeah. I saw I saw it as a react. Someone reacting to him posting his driver's license. Yeah, and being like, "What are you doing?" And the guy was like, "Do it," because the guy was explaining. He's like, "She said Atlanta." Yeah. To give you space. She was trying to help you out. She aimed the target an hour away from you, bro. For on, for on your behalf that you didn't deserve. Yeah. And I just love the most recent one I saw today was like he was saying he's got a lawyer and he's going to sue her. And I'm like, babes, you're about to get hit with seven, seven child support payments. You don't got lawyer money right now. Also, I'm not a lawyer and I can't give out legal advice. But if I was one of those seven ladies and that man was coming for me, you know who I would call? The IRS. Because the loophole is always taxes. And did he pay his taxes? Because what I heard from one of those moms is that he is um, a small business owner on the corner. Ah. So, you know, he's probably not claiming those funds. Yeah. So you come at me, I'm calling the IRS immediately. Yeah. You know which uh, lawyer I would call? Who? There's the one who always is like, when the cops arrest you, this is what you say. And then he snaps. Shut the fuck up. No, but he snaps and he's got like all these rings on. He's like, his yeah. name's like Kev. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just like one of those like sleazy Southern lawyers. Yeah. He's got a bad toupee. <laughs> he's got this oversized suit. Well, you know who suit. we can't call? We can't let him call P&P. Oh, let's go. will get him out. Let's go. He'll get him out so All quick. Right. Enough about TikTok okay. drama. I love TikTok but, drama. Um, but this was a great episode. Thanks. So this is the last of the quackery. I'm glad. Honestly, this one, a good bow on it. Yeah. A good bow on it. She murdered, I've, by my count, <laughs> around 50 people. Yeah. Uh, but she did die from the thing that she said. Yeah. That, that by her own sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. So, yep, that's the that's the positive. I Do think. we know how Sam died or there's nothing on no, that? No, I couldn't find anything on him. I hope he just drank himself to death. Yeah, probably cirrhosis of the liver. Yeah, something bad. Yeah. It's probably why she started starving herself. So that's oh, what I'm telling you. I'm telling sad, you. Sad Once Sam, Sam wasn't around, she got weak. Yeah. I mean, we knew she was terrible at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my story. Yep. And I thank you for your time today, sir. You're for very this little welcome. lore dump. This was a good one. All over your face. Thanks. <laughs> you just like it on my chest. Oh, no. Yeah, made it weird. Why'd you have to make it weirder? Let me mash my toes into your no. lore. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, you're so much better at that than I know. Me. I know. Oh. Well, it's like I have a built-in double entendre system. I know. It's gross. Anything you'd like to say before we get going? No, thank you, everybody, for supporting our podcast and also for your fun reviews on our iTunes. And I don't know, I, if, I don't know if people can leave beyond five stars on Spotify. I don't know. But, but we've, we've looked around. Every now and then we look around at everything and we kind of see some of the reviews. Every now and then I read them all the time. I know. But I'm I saying like we go. I like the comments and I appreciate all the feedback. And I know that there will be a resident of Washington State who's going to let me know how to say ooh la la. And I appreciate you. And when you leave that comment, tell us if Ivar's restaurant's pretty good. Because if we fly out there, I'm going to Ivar. Honestly, listen. <laughs> this is the one thing I really learned this episode is that like I need to go. I need to check out Ivar's. I feel like Ivar's is their version of like the same way we have Tony Luke's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like it's in stadiums. It's all these different things. So I feel like that might be like that. So people are like, yeah, it's, it's a local it's like a thing. thing. You go to. It's like, oh. Yeah. But it's if like, yeah, don't... but there's better seafood places around. You're like, yeah, but this is the one. I heard his mom starved to death. <laughs> I heard that he puts a lot of butter in things because his mom starved to death. Yeah, and he said, absolutely not. <laughs> and then they tried to kill him, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the part that's crazy. I want to know Ivar's story. I wish somebody to do a deep dive on Ivar. Yeah, but not us. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to read about this lady anymore. She hurts my soul. Yeah, but with that, that's the Linda and Sam hazard story. 
Thanks, y'all. Thank y'all. Have a great one. We'll be back next week, and there will be a new Patreon poll for my topics up shortly. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow.